Alright, alright, welcome to the show. How's everybody doing? This is the Drunk Tank episode 12. One dozen episodes! I am Ooh. Docs Ryan. That jackass over there, that's Chris. Say hi, Chris. Hi. What's going on, buddy? How was your day? How was your week? Um, day hasn't been too bad. Rangers were playing again in their derby again today, the last oh, yeah. derby of the season. So, that was a, a, a good wee start to the day. How'd they do? Uh, they won 4 1. Damn! It was putting mm-hmm. it to them. Oh, definitely. Like, there was a, a couple of moments right at the start where you thought Celtic might actually have something to do with the game, but <laughs> it was just they got a guy sent off, we scored, they scored, then we just started scoring. Nice. <laughs> so it. Celtic is trash this year, huh? Oh, definitely. Like, next year they'll have a massive rebuilding. You think yeah. so? Oh, they'll have to be because most of their players are in on loan. <laughs> Where are they on loan to? And no, they've been brought in on loan. Oh, so they'll all okay. be going back to their parent clubs, and then a lot of their big stars want to leave. So it'll be a big job for whoever comes in to manage them. We may have yeah. a show crisis. We may have a show crisis. I can't get the <laughs> lid off my beard. <laughs> That's never <laughs> a good sign. Never a good sign. It's not a good start. Not a good start. Aha! Wait, I heard it pop. Oh, don't leak. That's what she said. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so all their all their players are out on loan, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Ooh. But that one, that one's. They usually be, see me soft. But... That's gonna be a t- this one. This one, I got a feeling is gonna be. Oh yeah. Woo. That one's gonna be a an interesting ride today. So what are you drinking, buddy? Uh, I'm drinking. Simple and sweet. I am drinking a Copperberg cider, a strawberry and lime flavour. It is one of my old school go-to drinks when you nice. were out in the, 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 the latch. Just, it's cheap and cheerful. Nice, nice, nice. That's the best way. It's refreshing. It's a nice summery drink. Get it chilled just right. Mm-hmm. Then you're, you're always going to win that one. So I noticed something. The last couple of weeks we've been doing the show, cider comes up a lot for people in Europe. You, Monster, Yui, Zulu, you guys talk about cider a lot. So cider is a thing over there, right? Like, oh it's, yeah, it's well, we've got all thing. the, you've got all the apple orchards, right? Like it is. It's like it's most of the ciders are brewed in the UK. That's why it's such a, because like apples can grow anywhere. You just right. drop an apple tree and you can get it. Like, I had an apple tree at the back garden at one point. Who like, didn't? Who didn't yeah, have an apple so, tree? And you can make alcohol from it, so like, why would you not? <laughs> well, I noticed it because cider is, is more of a niche thing here. But I noticed the, the more I talk to you guys over there that cider is more prevalent than... It's, it's kind of like you guys still drink beer and shit, but like cider is sort of like you have beer, then you have cider, then and then wine, of course, is a thing where... Here yeah. we have like beer and alcohol, then cider. So I noticed cider has a little more. It's it's a little higher up on your guys' food drink chain, food chain, than it is here. Yeah, I, no, I might go with that. My observation. I could be wrong. <laughs> no, no, that's that's pretty much. We go into like supermarkets and that you have one whole aisle that's beer, then you have one or like one half of the aisle is beer, the other half cider wow. and then you go to the, the next section I mean you have like two full, full sides of wine, because it's like you have everything of wine, wine yeah. 
and then your like your whiskey, vodka, like your your spirits and that are kind of in another section. But right. cider is that like, you can get. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is Swedish. This is the English or anything like that. But uh-huh. um, no, like there is. There's quite a there's a decent amount, especially dry cider. Like mm. that's a British thing. Is the amount of people that like that kind of tart dry cider, like Savannah. Uh, I used to drink like used. I think the other point of it is see because it was so cheap to make. When I was younger, I'll say when I was younger, I was taught like twelve. I'm um, actually when I was of age of drinking. Right. Um, <laughs> you used to get the guys that were older. Yeah. Than the the legal drinking age, um, to go in and get yourself a big three liter bottle of a uh, frosty Jack or, or mm-hmm. Scrumpies or there was another couple of ones. A uh, White Lightning was Ooh, another okay. one. And it was, it's just cider. That's got di- that's got a, di- white lightning means something way different over here. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a three liter bottle that you could buy for about £2.50. <laughs> that's quality um, right there. That's quality. And it was just good solid cider, like 8%. And that was you. <sighs> Have a great of legal age time. Yeah, right. Of legal age. <laughs> We know, we know where you're getting at, but lawyers are like, save legal age, goddammit! They always have legal age. You never ever do anything without being of legal age. That's that's, that's the, the point we want to make. Yeah, yeah, uh, 100%, because we've <laughs> never done anything like that. We've always been above the board. I ne- always, always. Ne- never done anything <laughs> per the legal requirements. Yep. But you notice, you know what I do notice? Seltzer is not a hard seltzer isn't a thing over there as much as it is here. I couldn't even tell you what that is. So you, you've never heard of White Claw? I, I have heard the White Claw. More just the brand than I've actually tried it. Like I've never. Oh, thank God. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a soapbox here and people are going to get mad, but I'm going to look right at the camera. Your white claw is trash. And if you drink it, <laughs> done that around me. If you're a female, I'm okay with it. But if you're a dude drinking seltzer, hard seltzer like white claw or bud seltzer, I'm taking your man card. Flat out. Taking your man card. I drink cider? Like that is awfully sexist. Though. I don't care. People <laughs> can drink whatever they feel comfortable drinking. <laughs> Hard seltzer is garbage. And if you drink it, your man card is revoked. I'm, I'm looking at you, Tim the Tap Man. I'm looking at you. You bud seltzers. <laughs> drink beer. Drink cider. Drink booze. Your hard seltzer, get it out of here. No. But what is salsa? What is it? It's it's alcohol. It's it's um, it's boozified flavored seltzer water. Watch Chris's hit okay. mind break. No, I'll just like we have Radlers here, which is like you get Foster's Radler, which is basically it's a bottle of beer, but it's a bottle of beer that's been turned into a shandy with lemonade. Nope. This is this is seltzer water that has been flavored and and alcoholed. Right, okay. Like uh, <laughs> I mean, I try it. Like no, I mean, I'm no one to knock it back. Like you try everything. 
Like if you're talking about like like sometimes you can't beat a good shandy. That's what we call it, and it's basically you'll get like a a half pint of lager and then top it up with lemonade. Yeah, that we do that too. But I'm talking like boozy seltzer water. No, <laughs> no, White Claw. Hey, White Claw, go fuck yourself. Not happening. No, no. Uh, uh, uh. You could back the Brings truck up and then still say no. Hell no. Is, is seltzer water like sparkling water, fizzy water? Yeah, it's it's boozy fizzy water with like fruit flavor in it. No, See, fizzy water here really is near like sparkling water is there. Really, like you do get it, but it's usually looked down upon. Like I've had times where I like we went when we went to Finland and we were trying to buy just like still water, mm-hmm. and in Finland they have like four colors of water. And apparently all of them mean sparkling water because we could not find still water. Because mm. normally here, if you get a blue bottle, it means that it's still water. If you get like a red bottle or a green bottle, it normally means that it's sparkling. Right. But in Finland, all their water seems to be sparkling. I just feel as if sparkling water tastes like warm water. I... That's the only way I can describe it is that when you drink just sparkling water, it's as if it's like it's been boiled and it's cooled down slightly water. Like I've had times where I've drank it and as soon as it's touched my mouth, I've had the whole dramatic spray because it's just the worst thing in the world. Yeah, there, there's a there's a big there's a big brand over here for like fruit flavored sparkling water. It's called La Croix or La Croix if you're an asshole. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's from what I understand, hard seltzer is basically sparkling water with booze and fruit. It's like, come on, dude, re, re, you're watching your girlish figure. What are you doing? If you're drinking, you're drinking to enjoy yourself and loosen up. You're not drinking because you want boozy water with strawberries. Ugh. And singles yeah, I mean, are, like wine was... coolers too. What wine coolers ain't nothing but Kool Aid for adults. Come on now. Well, that's a good thing. It makes you have your childhood while getting drunk. <laughs> that I, I'll give you more credit for drinking wine coolers than I will hard seltzer. Wine, no, you can say it right now. Cancel me on social media. Docs hates White Claw. That's it. <laughs> well, I can't really argue against you or for you because I've 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 heard of it. I've never ever tried it. I didn't even know what seltzer water was. So. <laughs> I can't. I can't be on your side in this one until well, think, think of, once I've tasted it. I'll then I'll give you my opinion. All right. Have you you've had gin and tonic, right? No, I don't. Oh no, have I had gin and tonic? It's no, because I don't like tonic water. It's fizzy tonic water. Right. Well, I don't like it. Okay, neither do I. We have the same man. All right. Fuck white claw. We're good. Hashtag fuck white claw. <laughs> That being said, tonight I am drinking uh, something that's out of my wheelhouse. It's a Goose Islands Matilda. This is a, what they call a Belgian-style dark ale. It's got a deep, like, dark honey amber color to it. Uh, Got some dried fruit notes in it. Very hoppy up forward, but the hops got a real spice to them. It's not bad. It's out of my wheelhouse. I've been looking at it for a couple weeks. And which reminds me, I gotta go shopping next week for, uh, not next week, but the week after for more beer. So mm-hmm. I gotta send you that list. But this, yeah, I got it the same boat. This a lot of this, like when you bring it, there's a there's a heavy nose to it. Some of the other beers I have 
haven't had that heavy of sort of a nose on it. And it's got yeah. that multi hoppy, but it's also got like a dried fruit kind of apples, uh, ra- I get like dates and raisins in this. Actually, really oh, yeah. good. I mean, apart from the raisins, but like I don't like raisins. Well, it's it's the only thing that I can equate it to. You can definitely hint um, dried apples, dried dates, probably some raisin in there because it's got a little smoothness to it. It it's not as hop forward as an IPA, which I like because I can't stand IPAs. They're just too bitter beer. I I don't like a really bitter beer. I like bitter things because you know, gray haired old man <laughs> asshole. But I don't like super bitter, and IPAs tend to be really. They really go too far on the hops for me, so they tend to be a little. Bleh. But uh, mm. aside from that, it's it's pretty damn good. It's a uh, it's probably in the top five of all the, the twelve or thirteen beers we've had so far. It's yeah, really good. I could see myself drinking a six high. pack. Yeah, I got the dog in studio. She's laying on the floor, just chilling. She's finally using her bed down in the studio when I don't get food. <laughs> no, not this week. Oh my god, we took her down to the to the beach today for a run because it was like 88 degrees. Thank you, nature gods! Um, and I, there was a lot of people down there, so she kept pulling on the leash, and I'm trying to leash train her really well. Yeah. And we got down, she wanted to go down by the water, because we live by Lake Michigan, that big-ass fucking lake in the Midwest. And uh, she's like, oh, I want to go by the water, I want to go by the water, and I'm like, alright, well, there's a pond, there's a little... They sectioned off part of the beachhead for like a pond where the, like a little pool where dogs right. can wade in. So I waited for the couple dogs that were over there to pass. And I was like, all right, let's let her in. But she wanted to go in and I had her on the leash. And I'm like, oh, it's only a six foot leash. I, I'm i not taking my shoes off to tromp through the muddy water. So there was only like two other people around us. So I'm like, hey, anybody mind if I just let her run in the puddle? They're like, oh, it's a pit bull. I was like, she's fine. She's, and the one the one dude was like, oh, I was just joking, you know, doing the stereotype thing. I was like, yeah, I, I got you. No worries. He goes, yeah, as long as she's chill, let her off the leash or whatever. So I let her off the leash, and she, like, dives into the puddle. And then, like, she's in it for, like, 30 seconds. And then runs and face plants into the, the gravel. And then proceeds to roll on her back and dig herself halfway down into the rocks, into the seaweed. And I'm like, oh. Oh, that's where the dead fish are. So she rolls around in these rocks and seaweed and dead fish for like 10 minutes, gets up, runs in the puddle again, and then goes, I can be on a leash now. So now she's laying in my studio, stinking like a tuna fish sandwich. Not an edible one, mind you. Factor that in with the, the fact that she got skunked last week. So I got, I've got old skunk smell and new tuna old smell. Rolling off a pit bull, who, you know, they're, they're pit bully smelling anyway. So my studio is just effervescent right now. Just, ar- this is aromatherapy for me right now. <laughs> yeah, no, this, it sounds delightful. It sounds delightful what you're having to go through right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> d- delightful if you like old tuna fish and skunk smell. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think it's quite an acquired taste. Maybe the French would be in here. Oh, it's with the French. There's we got fans in France going ah, fuck you. We are not that stinky. Do them all. We oui, win. Oui. Why does my French sort of slant the Japanese where it's like nani, nuriena? And my French is like oh, we oui, win. Oui. I don't know. It's it's hard to pinpoint. 
I think it's because nobody actually gives a fuck about the French, so they don't really learn the accent. They just sort of mash things together. My, to be fair, my French accent comes from George St. Pierre, who's Canadian, and Pepe Le Pew from Looney Tunes. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, yeah. A guy that actually came from Canada in a stereotypical French cartoon skunk. Like... Yep. Perfect. That's, that's the American. Sums them up. That's the American version of a French accent, right there. Ah, oui, oui. Omelette du fromage. You see? Oh, we oui, no, no. You like a little wine? You like a little romance? Ah, let's go. Somewhere in France, a Frenchman is going. Where's my ear? Give me a screwdriver. I need to gouge out my ears. No. Now, somewhere in France, somebody's surrendering. Oh, what's her name and who she's surrendering to? Oh! Uh, there's a lot of them throughout the years. Oh, welcome to the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Christian! <laughs> that movie, actually, to be fair, Moulin Rouge, not a bad film. Baz Luhrmann's musical. Good. The music's good, the costumes are good, Nicole Kidman's hot as fuck, and it's got the man. Yeah. Obi-Wan He's himself. also hot as fuck. He's fucking, like, like Obi-Wan is all-time Fantasy five. I'm telling you right now. Like, <laughs> Ewan McGregor, that's a, a funny story. My baby sister, Ashley, lusts, lusts after two men. Ewan McGregor, and you'll never guess the other one. In a hundred million years. Patrick Stewart. Nope. God, ooh. I like me an old man, Sir Patrick. Ooh. <laughs> His turn is Macbeth. Ooh, I was, I was, I was moved. But no, Paul Rudd. I mean, I can see that. Like, I, he's right? like the everyday man. I know he's attainable. Yeah, he's attainable. But yeah, like, that's doable. Like I, I, I scroll, I scrolled through her Facebook. She'll post it. Up. She's got anxiety out real bad, so we don't hang out a lot. But we keep, we keep together via text or message and. Sometimes she'll go on a, a social media spree, and it'll just be like, Man Crush Monday, Paul Rudd. And then she'll be like, and then my personal Jesus, Ewan McGregor. And I'm like, ooh, girl, how you doing? <laughs> I'm like, we fighting over you. And she's like, uh-uh. I'm like, you're five foot two, I'm five foot seven, and I outweigh you by 100 pounds. I win. <laughs> she is. She's so fucking tiny. It's hilarious. I look at her, but she's like, She's like half, she's like half Mexican, half American mutt. So she's fiery. I'm like, <laughs> she little. She's like, I'll fight you. I'm like, all right, Chihuahua, chill down. Back off. Back that off. Little, that little Mexican spark with <laughs> the Scottishness of Ewan. I know. That's a good combination Ooh. there. Ooh, that's, that's a feisty combo. That'd be some fight. That'd be some spicy haggis. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So I was thinking about this because I was thinking about her the other day, and I was thinking about you. Haggis is just Scotland's equivalent to tamales. Wait for it. Everybody in Mexico wants to kill me now. <laughs> it's just. I mean, it's... I can understand why because <laughs> I probably wouldn't say they're similar, like. I mean, I don't really 100% know what a tamale actually is. I've heard of them. I kind of get a just idea of what they are. And I'm pretty sure haggis is probably the polar opposite. Well, a tamale <laughs> is, is a mashed up filling. <laughs> Love the hat, Chris. 
Um, haggis, or haggis. not haggis, but tamale is like a mashed up filling of like corn and like rice and sometimes beans and, and meat and spices. Then it's wrapped, uh, steamed and wrapped in a, a, a corn husk. Right. And haggis is just a bunch of shit thrown in a sheep stomach and steamed. Yeah, but it's like sheep stomach. It's like the it's organs and barley. And, yeah, and an oats. <laughs> so it's like it's like a meaty porridge. <laughs> <laughs> that's then put inside the sheep's stomach and and boiled to its to hell and back. tender greatness. Tender Unless greatness. you're trying to annoy foreigners, in which. A haggis is a small animal with six legs yes. that roam around the highlands, and you have to be very quick and silent to be able to catch them with their wee faces and their highland coo skin. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and here in Wisconsin, we got the hodag. You'll never see it, but it's watching you. That's like a duck. Nope. Somewhere in the world, a duck is always watching you. Can we talk about ducks? Okay, this is going to be weird. This might turn off some listeners, but ducks are twisted, okay? Evil fucks. They're yes. evil little shits. A duck, in order to re- reproduce, basically rapes a female yeah. duck. So much not so all, that ducks, female ducks, ducks have evolved, <laughs> have, have evolved false vaginas. <laughs> I will say not all ducks. Some ducks are are very loving and only go with one partner. But there are some ducks that will physically kill and then yeah. have their way with the dead yeah. carcass of the female duck. Kinda, like they are evil little fucks. Kind of makes you think twice about Daffy Duck now, doesn't it? Rapist asshole. <laughs> It depends. Like he seemed like a nice duck, but the mallards. It's, it's though, other... watch out. One of those mallards. Yeah, watch out. like you definitely don't. Like everybody talks about, oh, you don't mess with a swan. A swan can break your arm with swans wind. Are assholes. Uh, yeah, swans are assholes, but geese are worse. compared to a duck. Geese. I don't think geese are assholes. Geese are mere just little pricks. Like they're, just, they're, they're all talk, but they don't actually. Like they'll chase you and honk at you. They don't really. They've not really got the bite. Whereas a duck will fuck you up. Yeah, a minute, I'll fuck you up. Geese are and the then ch- shag you. Geese are the chads of the world. Aye, like like as soon as you go to a duck, it goes and goes fuck off. I'll be like, oh fuck you, mate. And he'll walk away like it's a shite bag. Uh, he is a shite bag. Did you see? <laughs> did you see a couple of years ago there was a viral video floating around the internet of a dude walking in emu? Yes. And the dude's like, "Hey, what's he's that?" An he, goes, he goes, "He's a fucking emu, and he's an asshole." <laughs> yes. Uh, I actually watched that a couple of weeks ago. It came back up on my YouTube. Com- commands and sound alerts are disabled for the podcast recording, Tim. Um, ah. <laughs> tried, failed, failed. Game over. But yeah, that video, <laughs> that just that that video cracks me up because the dude's like, he's a fucking emu, <laughs> and he's an asshole. And I'm like, respect, man, walking an emu. <laughs> Did you know? Here's another weird bird fact. This is going on a weird tangent. Docs is in a mood today. <laughs> Did you know in New Zealand 
there is a public video that you that you have to watch if you go out like camping or whatnot. There is a public safety video that they show to everybody, warning them not to sleep naked outside because the emus may become aroused and then may visit themselves upon sleeping hikers. I mean, why would you hike and then sleep naked in the first place? I don't know. Like, I'm I'm mere questioning why that was brought up is we need to get a sign made. Like, see some things when you think about, like, if you buy a microwave and you get those little silicone packs that says, do not eat, and you sit there and go, the reason why that's there is because somebody fucking ate it. (laughs) Right? So see, when you see warning signs, the reason why warning signs are there is because it's physically happened to somebody. What the fuck was that hiker doing that made New Zealand government go... We have to put up a sign telling. <laughs> like, yeah, right. That's a worry. <laughs> Apparently, there's a dude who walks a llama around Portland. <laughs> I don't know. But we here's one thing that's quite cool, and I'll, when he's come across, I'll take you to to show it. There's actually a llama hotel what? in England because I passed by. It's on the A66. I passed by it every now and again, and it's literally it's a llama hotel where that you stay in the hotel and, that, and there's a field with llamas, and you can walk the llamas if you want. <laughs> okay. You can have dinner with the llamas if you want. <laughs> Watch out! They spit. <laughs> that's kind of like English all, version all of the, the cat cafe. Would you like to walk a llama? Sure. Would you like to have dinner with a llama? I don't know. What does a llama eat? Alfalfa, mostly. From what I, what I read. Are you really going to be wanting to turn down a llama? I mean, if it's sexy, probably not. See, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why I don't understand why people make funny of us be sheep. Like... I'm, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's easy target. Stereotypes, no, really? stereotypes exist for a reason, Chris. <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of random shit I saw this week, there was a post on Facebook that said, if you if I gave you 25 grand and a plane ticket to anywhere, where would you go? The only catch being you have to leave in an hour. So if I dropped 25 large in your pocket and a plane ticket to anywhere, where would you go? Edinburgh. Why? Because it's only a no drive him. But you got a plane ticket anywhere in 25 grand! Yeah, so I can go to Edinburgh, get the 25 grand, drive back home, and now I've got 25 grand to spend on whatever I want. That's not the spirit of the post, you jackass! It was well, kind of I mean, Well, you have to be logical about it. Like, now that I'm in the UK, I can't travel to America without a visa, so I can't leave in an hour to go to America. I can't leave in an hour to go to Europe because you'd need to get a visa that takes like three days. You can't go anywhere else because now to leave the UK, you need to have visas. So I can't really go anywhere out with the UK. So my best bet is to get my 25 grand for going to Edinburgh, coming home, then booking a visa, <laughs> and then going somewhere. Alright, so take take the bureaucratic bullshit out of it. If you had the visa, you had everything, you had the passport, whatever you need, where the fuck you going? Fiji. Fiji? Why? Yes. Because you can get a plot of land and build a bar for like five grand, and then I can just live there. The man, the man's thinking, ladies and gentlemen. The man's <laughs> thinking. Me, 
Uh, Tim says he'd go to New Zealand because New Zealand is fucking beautiful. And Tim's a nerd. He probably wants to go hang out in the Shire. Aren't we right, Tim? You hobbit loving motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, like, that'd be a good party. Right? But me, I don't know. It was tough. I was like, well, I'd want to go to Scotland to hang out with Chris. I'm too tall to love hobbits. No, you're not. You're not too tall. Love transcends height requirements, Tim. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Plus, you've got 25 grand, don't fucking let you in. <laughs> right? <laughs> it is not the position of the drug tank to support Hobbit prostitution. No, if that's I'm not your... talking about prostitution. I'm talking about I'd be mere escort because they don't have to have sex with you, they just hang out with you. So it's more right. of an escort service, which is legal. <laughs> Because it's the purchasing of sexual favours that's the illegal part. Or you could just go and then take a camera with you because it's not prostitution. If you film it and release it, it's filming. It's making a porno, which is a legal avenue to go down. Yes, you'll be the proud owner of some (laughs) Hobbit farm, but in itself, you're going to make more than your 25 grand that you've got getting here. So that's actually a good idea is get 25 grand, go to New Zealand, film Hobbit porn, become a multi-millionaire, boom, fuck your 25 grand. I can see the trilogy now. Whore of the Rings. (laughs) The two dildos. (laughs) Return of the Dane. That's it. Show's cancelled! Twitter's gonna get at us after this one, folks. It's been a great 12 episodes. We're being sexist. We're talking about hobbit porn. Llamas. We're in the mood today. Show's over. Game over. It was fun while it lasted. But no, you know, in all seriousness, I thought about, I was like, eh, I'll go to Scotland because I gotta go hang out with Chris, right? Don't forget about the emu, yeah, emu rape. That was a big one, too. <laughs> um, I was like, I'll go to Scotland. Hey, out with Chris, but then I said, my kid, my, uh, my, one of my, my daughter, Merck was like, well, if you didn't have to go hang out with Chris or whatever, you guys were already doing your thing. If you had to just like, just do you dad, where, where would you go? And she was like, oh, forget about mom. Mom's doing her own thing. You, you have like a week in a plane ticket. You got to leave tonight. Do whatever you want. Where would you go? I was like, um, Bora Bora. And she's like, why? I'm like, because Bora Bora is fucking gorgeous. And you can swim in some of the most pristine water I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's yeah. white sand beaches. And then I would, New Zealand, definitely on the list. Iceland uh, in the summertime. I want to go to Iceland in the summertime. Is it a summertime in Iceland? Yeah, it gets to about 50 degrees. Okay. Because like, we don't get a summertime, so I doubt fucking Iceland's got a summertime. It, it gets warm there. Kind Aye, of. For us, like, it hits 12 degrees Celsius here and it's warm. Like, it's like, as soon as it starts hitting 20 degrees here, we start going, it's too fucking hot. Like, come on, let's chill out a bit. And that's like a normal day in fucking New York. Dude, it was 88 degrees Fahrenheit here today. Right, so what's 88 degrees Fahrenheit uh, and Celsius? Something like 30. So, so let's... Celsius. It's probably like 45 Celsius. Right, let's see. Right, so... 
Fahrenheit 88, 31, too fucking hot. Too fucking hot, he says. Like, I went to Belgium for a race weekend, and it was sitting at 34 degrees. Our track temperature was 44 degrees, and we were fucking melting. <laughs> like, it was so uncomfortably hot. It was unreal. And then if I say, normally our summers get to between 20 and 24, which is 68 Fahrenheit. Uh, I love 68. That's a warm... That's that's like that's like sunshine taps off out in the back garden, get a tan. That's that weather. Yeah. Like even fourteen degrees or oh, two hundred and seventeen, that's that's a lot. Yeah. <sighs> Fifty seven degrees Fahrenheit is a good day for us as well. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like that's like a that's like a nice nice perfect sort of day out in the sun. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. You're looking at seventy five or above, because that way I can go swimming, bro. We, why would you not go swimming in that? It's because I want to. That's what. That's the minimum temperature to go swimming at seventy five Fahrenheit. So like, really? Yeah, yeah, seventy five or above. Because that's when it's warm enough and the water's warm enough. You're not freezing your nuts off. Those guys that go in the water at minus thirty, that they're fucking stupid. Or you're pathetic. No, <laughs> I grew like, up swimming. Like, <laughs> I grew up swimming in Lake Michigan. I'm too old to go freeze my nuts off in the water. I want a nice 75 degree day with a nice warm water. That's how we do it. 23 yeah. degrees? Yeah. We hardly get to 23 degrees. Like, what is it right now? And it's quite toasty in my room. 8 degrees. 8 degrees, which is 46. And I can feel the heat. <laughs> well, that's I'm just... sitting there going, I should open a window because it's getting quite toasty in here. <laughs> Shut up, man. Stop shit temperature shaving me. I like what I like, damn it. Some of us can just go outside wearing a t-shirt in cold weather, apparently. Dude, I walk out in shorts in 30-degree weather, okay? Which is like zero degrees for you. Aye, and? Does that make you a big tough guy? No, I'm just saying, I got cred for cold (laughs) weather, goddammit. (laughs) I grew up in the north, motherfucker. I I am the king of the north! We are the north. (laughs) Fuck off. You've got Canada above you, which is the north. Canada is like your polite garage. Uh, you know, Canada reminds me of the neighbor who rents out your garage. Quiet. Uh, and cleans up after he Yep. And you don't really know what he does, but you don't care because he's such a nice lad. Yep. <laughs> Be like, who's out back? I don't know. Some guy I rent to. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, what's he doing? And they're sitting there going, I, and America's like that downstairs neighbor that comes from Florida. <laughs> exactly. We're loud. Apparently, I'm sexist misogynist today, so, you know, whatever. Well, would you look at that? They've got the swimming pool and the living room again. (laughs) Hot tub meta. That's what's up. Well, I figured out a way to make money on this podcast, Chris. We need hot tubs. I'm pretty sure that would be the complete polar opposite of what success would be. So what you're saying is we can't play to the meta? Why? Imagine it. it we, is. Can, we can wear old timey 1930s bathing suits and sit in a hot tub. Because I'm pretty sure it's like. works against humanity if we do that. Are you saying I'm not pretty enough politely? Are you getting around to the fact that I'm just not pretty enough to do hot tub meta? Well, it's, it's easier to say that when I'm also putting myself in that category. 
Like, there's just some things that you just don't go near. Like, you doing your voiceovers is sexy ASMR. I'm all for it. <laughs> right. But perhaps the hot tub, like, maybe we should leave that to professionals. Just wear a two-piece. All right, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I'll wear a two-piece. Got to shave the what chest, ha- though. What, why would you have your two-piece, but Would you have it top and bottom, or would you have it left and right? Left and right, all day. <laughs> left and right, all day. Just let the elephant trunk hang out. That's right. But you got to have it tastefully covered. So two-piece and a loincloth. <laughs> fair enough. You could get a leaf. Go yeah. medieval. <laughs> you know what's hilarious? The fucking... The, the the running OnlyFans joke is becoming a serious thing here. Like, every time I'm online, somebody's like, where's the OnlyFans, Docs? Where, where's the fanfic, Docs? And I'm like, God damn it. You make one OnlyFans joke, and now it's like the fucking end-all be-all. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it would be funny to make an OnlyFans page and only post up pictures of fans. But, like... <laughs> but like Bathing suits on fans and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like it's only fans. There you go. I got. The, I, I didn't read the memo. <laughs> that that breaks the meta of OnlyFans right there. You making all the pennies then? Exactly. Like just just have it tasteful Scottish fans, right? Fans from around the world. Look, it's a fan from Brazil with a thong. I know. I'll just have a wee black line down the middle of the fan. <laughs> Make sure it's a nice cream-colored fan with a black dot. Exactly. Like, I'd go all out for it. You would. You, I knew you would. You would. <laughs> That's fucking I, I feel as if we're strained up quite far from... Ah, reality. Yeah. I know. We're, 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 we went, we went, here's the road, there's the field. Yeah. So, I seen a sheep, I'm sorry. You did. You did. You did. Goddamn sheep. Here's a question. Speaking of sheep, what kind of what? sheep are in fucking Aberdeen? Is that like, do they have like, what, are they just like Highland sheep or like, because over have... here we got like sheep sheep. I don't know what you got over there. Funny enough, you've got quite a lot. There's one particular sheep that <laughs> nobody really likes talking about because if you start talking about it, people claim it as if you're trying to be racist. And all. We have a sheep and it's called the Scottish Blackface. Okay. And because of everything that's going on, it's like we really shouldn't be talking about it. But it's like one of the cutest fucking sheep ever. So like, it... see, he's a baby sheep. Like, see, he's a lamb. A baby sheep, listen to me. But uh, <laughs> Scottish Blackface. So is it is it just like it's it's a sheep with a black muzzle essentially? No, basically it's like a normal sheep. It's got a white snout and then it's got a black the rest of its face. Oh, okay. Its horns yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But as a lamb, it is one of the cutest fucking things because a lamb starts off as a pure black face. Right. It does this have a white snout? And it just that. Okay. Grows as it things, but it's like, hold on, I'll, I'll get you a photo, I'll send you. How is that racist? Just because blackface. Oh my god, but, fucking lighten up, Jesus Christ. But I'll show you. Oh, that's a cute wee one. Right. <laughs> Chris I'll, and Sheep. Oh, that's a cute wee one. No, it is like, wait till you see this wee bastard. Look at his wee fucking face. <laughs> it looks like it looks like it could have performed in fucking Kiss. <laughs> 
Safe image. <laughs> Honestly, wait till you see this. It's what, like lambs are one of the coolest fucking things. Oh, I've fucked up. Lambs, lambs are are cute as hell. They also tasty as fuck. You ever you ever had veal? You ever had veal piccata? Oh, 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 let's go. I have not. Veal piccata is so good. It's oh. veal, which is you know baby lamb or baby cow, and you know capers and lemon and shit. It's really good. Mm-mm-mm. But right, <clears throat> Scottish blackface. Right, hold on. I need to actually move my chat. We know Pamafi Discord into the chat. Technical mm. maneuvering. Do, 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 do. Boom. Look at that. Fucking gorgeous wee bastard. Gorgeous wee bastard. Hang on, I'm pulling it up now. Why are you not updating phone? My phone's like, fuck off. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a cute motherfucker right there. Right? Like, it, but he, he could have performed fucking kiss. Yeah, if Gene Simmons had fucking retired, he would have been fucking beating that bass. He really could have. That that thing is fucking cute as hell. That fucking lamb ain't racist. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. I know. Oh, it's just, God. that is what it is. What People are too do? sensitive these days. <laughs> There's one thing of being like socially conscious and understanding, and then there's like bending over for every fucking thing because everything is perceived as racist or misogynistic yeah. or whatever. It's like Jesus Christ. Like back in the day, Mel Brooks could not have made great films like Men in Tights and fucking Blazing Saddles and The Producers. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because I mean, we're just too uptight. We talked about it weeks ago. Cancel culture, like. Some things you can are good to point out and change, and then some things you're just like, oh my god, rub one out and fucking leave it alone. Jesus. Yeah. I think another thing that the problem is is just those things that have aged poorly. Yep. And see if you, like, see when you're, you're thiming, like, there's people getting upset at Disney and Netflix and that that will put up a disclaimer say, saying, like, some of the things in this or of poor taste, but it was a different time, watch mm-hmm. at your own risk kind of thing. That is somebody taking responsibility for it, because right. at the end of the day, it's still part of society, it's still mm-hmm. as a thing. The problem is, is if you act on it, like, if you share the beliefs, but it's like, it's like Ricky Gervais says, everything you can make a joke of. Mm-hmm. Like, like, people that say you can't joke about something, no, you can, in. you can joke about it. You can talk about it. The difference is, is making sure that it remains a joke. Yep. It is not part of your belief system. Yep. Like, for me, personally, like, I could easily go on a whole big rampage about all the sheep shagging jokes and the jock <laughs> and the ginger yeah. hair and all that kind of stuff, but I understand that it's just it's just a pokey fun. Mm-hmm. Like Scottish people are good at st- steering into the skid. We just have a laugh about it. Like right. like we're funny bastards. That's just how it is. But at the same time as or oh, you should just fucking get on with it. There is a lot of things happening that you you shouldn't just go on yep. with it because if you just go on with it, you're just as bad as them. Exactly. Yeah. You're letting it happen. The, and the, the key to humor. That's the fine line. The key to humor is not punching down. Yeah. So like if if you're gonna make a joke or something, don't don't punch down onto something that's 
you know, like for me being a white guy, you know, I can't for me to crack a joke about growing up in the ghetto is inappropriate unless I grew up in the ghetto. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And I did. And I had black friends and I've, I've seen shit like that. So when I like if I crack a joke about living in the ghetto or growing up in the ghetto, I come from that world. So I can. So it wouldn't be punching down for me. It would be relating my experience. Now, if I if I was making a joke about growing up in a ghetto and I grew up in tidy whitey suburbs, that would be punching down. But yeah, that's the oh, thing. Yeah, I, I can I can understand that. But I, I do think there's some aspects of life that we really should try and eradicate. Oh yeah. But in other sections that we really should it's it's like I've said many, many times, the key is context. Yep. If you're doing it in a hateful way, get to fuck. Yeah, you're an If asshole. it's just a bit of potent fun and it's back and forth and stuff like that, it's it's like it's always the same. Like it's a joke if everybody's laughing. Yep. If you make a comment or a joke and somebody turns around to you and goes, "Look, that was in poor taste," the the most gracious thing to do is go, "Look, I didn't mean to offend. I nope. just meant it as a joke." And just move on for it. Maybe don't say that joke again. Yeah, right. Don't don't make a bad. Yeah, that you know that pedo joke you dropped. Not funny. <laughs> All right, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, like another. It's always people refuse to see the context. Yep. They just like it's the mob mentality, like we talked about. Yep. Is people don't even have to hear the story. They just see somebody posts up. Oh, this guy's a pedo, and they just oh attack it, and then yep. it turns out it was the actually a pedo. Yeah, it was right. just some jealous ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or partner or whatever mm-hmm. just decided to make something up. And the guy's life's ruined because it's been posted oil. Because it was like, there was a, a story recently over here. And it was a guy, an older guy, maybe in his 50s, mm-hmm. took a picture of a dog. And somebody else took a picture of him taking the picture of the dog and put it up on Facebook saying, everybody look out for this person. He's going around stealing dogs. He's taking pictures of dogs and then they're coming back and they're stealing them and it's getting put into the dog fighting rings and all that kind of stuff. It went on for a while. Like, there was a proper manhunt out for him and it was the guy's son put out a post and was up for everybody, Clayton, thiming about my dad, thiming this. What actually happened was that he took a picture of the dog because he couldn't believe how fat it was. <laughs> that was what it was. He took a picture of the dog to send to his family to say, look how fat this is. Because he made that idea a whole thing. Because at the end of the day, if my dad was going to go and steal dogs, he wouldn't steal that fat fuck. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's the whole, without the context, you don't know shit. And this guy's life got dragged through the mud. Mm-hmm. And all he was doing was taking a picture to make a joke about how fat the dog was. Yeah. And you're like, he's now being branded a dog thief. Yeah, it's, it's funny how things can be blown out of context, right? It, like, you can take... Like, if you, if you look... If you look today, like, the other day, like... I was out with my kid. It, it's their birthday this week. And they and I were cruising around. And they're about the same height I am. And they're, you know... I reached over and kind of draped my arm over and kissed him on the head. You know, somebody could have looked at that and been like, old man kisses on, you know, young female. And it's like, dude, that's my kid. Like, no. Yeah. So like, it's like you said, context matters. Speaking of context, this week's my ramble is 
a little fucking out there because uh, we in the count, we in the final countdown. We are 53 days out from the move. Holy shit. And I am like anxious, anxiety. I am a ball of shit right now. Anxiety, uh, frustration, uh, excitement, just you name it. I'm like a mass of just bleh. So here's the deal. For those of you that are, are listeners and don't tune in regularly, I am moving from my place in the land of beer and cheese out to the West Coast, into the woods, college towns, nice new area, right? In the yeah. land of nature and Tim. That's right, land of nature and Tim. <laughs> so we got 53 days, and we've got a three-story house to pack up for our part of the move. Then we have to pack up my ex-wife's apartment because we're packing her house and my house into the U-Haul together. And we're all driving out there together. Now, here's the thing. We're 53 days out. The house, to Bernadette's credit, is in various states of being packed, right? And I'm staring at it going, I don't know what we need to do. And she's like, you need to do this, that, and the other thing. And my my brain goes, but I need that. And she's like, no, you don't. And I'm like, but I need that. And she's like, no, you don't. And I'm like, but I need that. She's like, no, you haven't cooked with it in six months, but I'm going to make a recipe with it. No, you're not. You use tuna. Like, I've got two whole knife blocks, right? Good knife blocks. So she's like, well, you need to pack up one of your knife blocks. And I'm like, no. She's like, you use two knives out of the 33 you got. You can pack up one knife block. I'm like, but I need it. And she's like, okay, let me break this down for baby who don't understand things. You use two out of the 33 knives, you asshole. You use the little hooky, crooked duckbill knife. And you use the big-ass big 8-inch Santuco chef's knife for everything from fucking deboning a fish to skinning a tomato. Like, you have no use for any other knives. Why can I not pack up one of the knife blocks? I'm like, but I gotta have the right knife for the right job. And she's like, so, <laughs> pack up the knife block. <laughs> exactly. That's what she said. Pack up the knife, Doc, before I find a, a use for it. But that's the thing. Like, we're, like, 53 days out. I'm I'm starting, like, people at work are starting to find out. My security company hasn't found out because I'm not telling them until, like, two weeks out. Because fuck them. <clears throat> After all the bullshit they pulled. Um, so... Things are starting to get weird, and I'm starting to feel like the stress because we still need to get things for the house, but then we're like, well, we don't need to get them because we're going to be moving. And, like, the kids need stuff, and they're like, don't get it because we can get it when we get out there. So I'm struggling with, like, well, this is what I do to carry my weight. I provide, I get things, I, I, I make dinner, and it's like, we don't need it because... We need it, but we don't need it. I'm struggling to find that balance between getting the things we need and the essentials that we need. Do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Because, like, the kids are... It's summertime, so all of them are hitting growth spurts. And I'm being told, they need this, but if we get it, then we got to go through this. But we're packing up their clothes. and So, like, I'm under a lot of stress because I'm trying to find... Um, the balance between work, streaming, and being available to help pack and get things because I'm, you know, Bernadette's working her three jobs, like her three businesses and packing the house. 
but she does everything in the home. So she balances it by working in her, her office for a couple hours. Then she goes and does a bunch of shit. Then she goes back to her office and then she goes and does a bunch of shit where I'm stuck at work for nine hours. And then Mm. I come home and I got like two hours before my other job has to start. And then I work until I have to go to bed. So finding time to help pack everything up has been really hard for me. So me personally, excuse me. I, Oh, the burrito's coming up. Ugh. Um, I'm having trouble trying to fulfill my obligations to the move, as well as fulfill my obligations as as you know, being dad and being a boyfriend and, and going out and working and and working at this job here. So, yeah, I'm all at once excited, but I'm stressed because I I don't know. If I'm going to be able to get everything I need done without having to have Bernadette do my side of it. And then, too, some of the financials haven't come in yet where we thought they would be in. So we're dealing with, okay, well, we have things secured, but we don't have this secured yet. Because that financial that we had on the books hasn't hit the bank yet. Right. So it's like... It's kind of difficult because we're we're trying to move ahead, but yet we can't move ahead 100% because we don't have everything in place. Like, we got 90% of it in place, like, but the one last financial piece isn't falling into place yet because we're, we're waiting on taxes to drop because we filed right. taxes when they came and taxes are like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you're getting X amount this year. And we got to set up direct deposit, but every time we check on it, it says it's still processing. And then there was a thing from the IRS that said they're still, due to the high volume and the, and the stimulus packages, they're late in processing returns. Right. And we're 53, day, 53, 54 days out or some shit. And that's the final piece of the finances that we're, we have it. We know it's in hand, right? We know it's coming. But we don't have, like, a date for the processing to end for it to drop. So we're kind of right. trying to get everything ready. But we're also worried that what if it doesn't What if it doesn't drop by the time we need to make the payment to secure the thing we need to secure? And then one of the things we thought we'd have in hand is actually getting rolled over for when we move out there, which is going to make things a little bit tighter than we were anticipating. So... I don't. I know your Rambo was talking about some stuff, and and I kind of wanted to dovetail mine in because I'm feeling, I'm feeling a mix of frustration, anxiety. I wouldn't say depression, but I'm definitely feeling frustration and anxiety and worry that something is. is and I'm knocking on all the wood right now. Um, that something's just gonna pull the rug out from under this move. And I don't think it will because there's there's a tendency with me and Bernadette's lives where whenever something needs to happen, like when like take the computer for instance, when we need something to happen, something always happens, but it seems like it comes in at like the last minute or like when you didn't anticipate it. So Yeah. I'm not super worried or but I am feeling it. Like I am 
it's in the back of my mind. And then you couple that with the news I got from my dad, and I'm not going to go into that on a podcast, but you know. Yeah. Um. So, but I'm I'm. I'm okay with that, like the 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 finality of that situation. I'm okay with, but I can't I can't lie that every once in a while that doesn't pop into my head, and I get worried about that, and then on the move and all the other shit, and then work and then streaming and then because now I I feel more obligated at, to stream more than I did before because of the generosity of the community. Like, and I know obligate is the wrong word, but. I feel like I I want to to show them the gratitude for what they did. Yeah. So I've got all these I've got all these things piling up on me and it's like is it going to work is it not going to work but then I know in the back of my mind that it's going to work because my history is it always works it just seems like it's not going to work until it works. Yeah. And that's kind of getting at me and I, I I just I don't know man it's it's kind of been driving me batty the last week or two, to be honest with you. So what do you think? What's your thoughts? I mean, I can understand where you're coming from. Like it's, it's, it's a lot of plates you've got spinning. Mm-hmm. Like, be it you're trying to keep... You've got your own work schedule that you're trying to keep with, and you've got your streaming schedule that you're trying to keep with. You've got your family time that you're trying to keep with. You've got your uh, the move that you're trying to keep with, and you've got your finances. Like It's a lot of plates that you've got spinning. And I can understand why, because, like, none of it is just a, a little thing for you. Like, it's it's a big thing for you. Like, the streaming's a large part of your life. Um, your family's a large part of your life. The move will kind of change your life, as opposed to work. Work's just a thing to bring in money, um, right. which you need to kind of fund the other three aspects of your life. So yeah, right? <laughs> it's it's I know it's it's hard being on the outside and be because like it's so easy to just turn around and be like, well, what today has dropped two days of your streaming? Fuck no. But no, that's what I'm saying. Like, like on like somebody that is involved in that, the simple thing would be drop two days of your streaming at night. And use them to pack up your house. Mm. Like it's not going to be a permanent thing, but just up until you've moved house, you've got everything sorted, and it'll just take that little line of stress off you. But then at the same time, you'll add in the stress of, well, if I take these extra days off, are they, is people still going to be there when I come back? Like I, I understand that there's so much that taking one stress away will just fill in with another stress. Mm-hmm. And if you try and take too much away, it just, it's its like you're trying to dig yourself at a hole, but every time you dig and you throw the dirt up, more dirt just comes sliding back down into your hole. So you're never actually removing anything from the hole. You're right. just reusing the same shovel full of dirt. And it's, it's hard to kind of come up with a valid way of kind of solving the problem because as I said like the the normal like the the way I would say it is it might be worth like I know you stream Friday to Wednesday and then your Wednesday and Thursdays are your days off so that you can find me the kids and that kind of stuff but it's like straight away you were talking last week about how the 
that Medan game or House of or whatever yeah. that you were playing with Dread Disney uh, doesn't stream well on your computer and you said that it might be worth actually just doing it and Dread has suggested making it a YouTube Yeah, we're gonna we're thing. gonna get we're gonna get that we're gonna get that working too but sometime. The 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 part of that plan that confused me was you then said in the same sentence was what I'll do is I'll use one of my nights off from streaming to do that. Yeah. But the nights off from streaming is your family time. So yeah. that's where you have to start questioning you're willing to give up family time to record something, but you're not willing to give up a streaming night so that you can keep your family time going. Yeah, when That's I... where I would start saying maybe look into that a wee bit deeper. Yeah, what what I what I when I said that, that was me spitballing off the top of my head and what I was actually thinking because my brain sometimes thinks and then my mouth goes. What I meant mm-hmm. to say was maybe Dread and I can get together an hour before like I stream and record yeah. for an hour on my nights off, like when I stream. And then because right. I stream four or five hours a night. I can take an hour off of my stream time instead of doing five or six hours, I could do four and record yeah. an hour with dread. But because my brain was going so fast, my brain was like, Oh yeah, I got a night off. I'll just record on my night off because lately like my kids, my kids are really cool. They're like, Oh, we're just doing our own thing. Don't worry about it, dad. And like my, my last couple of nights off that I've taken, I've come down here and just played uh horizon zero dawn and they come down and hang out with me. So yeah, my brain was going 240 because I also when I had said that is the work had been crazy, right? And my brain was already calculating everything that I needed to do. And then Dred's like, oh yeah, yeah we're gonna do Little Hope. And I was like, Little Hope runs great on my PC. Like it runs great, it looks great, but for some reason it doesn't stream well. <laughs> and I don't understand that. Like I've got the bitrate set, like I was doing Neo 2 which is like a brand new game, way higher end specs, runs like butter on stream. Right. Little Hope runs great off stream. Stream can't handle it, though, for some reason. <laughs> so I had already been thinking of ways of doing that because I do want to explore some of the under and other endings with Dread, but I was like, it just it doesn't stream well, and I don't want to... I don't want people coming to the channel who expect a certain level of quality to watch a chug fest. But yeah, yeah you're right. That's fair. I, I, the, the thing that caught me in your, in your comment there was why did my brain instantly go to, well, I could just take one of my nights off and record. Yeah. Is it because my kids have lately just been like, just do your own thing, dad. So we got it. Even though I'm coming to them and being like, Hey, do you want to do this? So it, am I automatically assuming that they were just going to be like, yeah, dad's doing his own thing tonight, which kind of sucks that my brain did that but like i don't know maybe it's just the situation or whatever but yeah i think it did help that at that moment you were in the process of streaming so you did like you could put it down as it was just you were in work mode yeah like your immediate thing was another thing i'll need to do that on like i don't think if you were to look into it you'll probably find it wasn't that you were meaning that you would take a night from your kids right it was mere that on your time off, yeah. we, we have to remember you've got all morning Sunday, you've got all day Saturday yep. that you could possibly. So <sighs> I wouldn't put it too much in that 
you immediately thought, well, your kids will be fine with it. Yeah. I would say it was more that you just had the brain, but it's still something that I would say just look a bit more into that because, again, you're adding yet another, because what you have, yeah, and like, and that's not even putting in the fact that you've already said that you're working on a new uh, RPG game. Yeah, Dreadlocks. Plus, you've got the other ones that you're still got there in the back burner. So it's like. I'm working on a Star Wars reboot. I think, like, and I know, I I can't if it was a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago, I know you and Tim were really trying to come to grips with a working schedule to try and use your time up that wee bit better. I would say it's probably a good time to try and go back with Tim and just try and figure out, like, see even just for the the next two months Mm. while you're leading up to the move, because I do think... Wait, how stressful a move is. Personally, I don't think you should be streaming as much as you are on the lead up to it and adding in other or projects as well. Yeah. Because it's going to get to the move and you're going to burn yourself out. And then you've already said that you're going to have to take two weeks from the move until you can get everything set back up. Yeah, because so, you gotta set up the studio, you gotta wait for the internet to install, you gotta yeah. run, you know, you, you gotta get your work schedule settled first before then you can figure out the streaming. Yeah, so I'm looking at probably two weeks to, before returning to some regularity on the streaming side. And then, too, yeah. you add in where we're going, there's gonna be a lot more opportunities for family stuff. We're yeah. here, it snows six months out of the year, and the weather is trash. Out there, the weather's nice, and where we are is all about nature and family. So that's another thing of, like, now I'll have family shit to do, and I'm going to be two hours earlier than what I am now. So not only do I got to rejigger the podcast time so that we're not doing fucking five in the morning for you, right? But then I got to figure out how my regular audience who come on the central time because we do have a good amount of viewership that shows up you know on on those nights i have to then calculate that's that time slot for them so but then is that going to is that going to coincide with my work schedule am i going to be working full-time out there am i going to be working part-time out there is the podcast going to take off in the next two months hand hand wink wink sponsor us (laughs) anybody beer uh food we love you uh, you yeah, <laughs> I think that's where I think you definitely have to consider the next two or three months to get a schedule in place that yep. works, and then the likes of like your schedule after you move. I think that will probably be a lot easier to do when you're up there because yep. you'll know the kind of questions that you need to know. But personally, if I was going to suggest it to you in the next two months. And, I mean, anybody in chat that begs to differ or agrees with it will kind of let you know. But, personally, I would say it might be worth dropping at least a day of streaming and turn it into a YouTube... Like, I would do it, like, you drop two of your nights streaming, right? So, say 
you take out like your you've got the Sunday here where we do the podcast mm-hmm. don't do an after podcast stream see once okay. the, the podcast is done end there every second week you've got your RPG with Red and Zim and that yep. but see every other second week use that time to start getting your packing up and all that kind of stuff what you need to do uh, and then you've got your Saturday night where you've got your RPG with him and, and the boys that way, so you don't want to take that away. Yeah, that's a stress reliever. Yeah. Uh, then it means, like, on a Tuesday night, you can or a Monday night, you can do your stream where you can do, like, the, the audio stuff for the podcast there, mm-hmm. because I don't need the audio stuff until the Monday night Tuesday, because okay. I can work on it all day Tuesday yeah. and get it out on the Wednesday. So I can move that period, that part in my life to suit you getting a schedule in. That means that you've freed up your, your Sunday night. Right. And then see you on your Tuesday night. Instead of making a, a stream night, you could always perhaps make it a recording night. Yeah. It's not because a bad idea. What, what I'm thinking as well is see if you're going to be two weeks out, use a Tuesday night to get youtube stuff up that means see come your two weeks that you've not got anything schedule it to just be uploaded like put everything up onto youtube and schedule it that it will drop a new video within those two weeks so you still got that content going through every week that you're not there but it's not going to be there and now pressure on you because it's been done you've got it all out the way yeah and you can also use like your saturday before the podcast or know the podcast, the your RPG, RPG. Go and record your own stuff, your single player stuff. Well, that's if we don't have like a family thing on Saturday. Because oh, Saturday yeah. is before I stream, we do family stuff. And then my kid, um for those of you that don't follow me on social media or don't come to Twitch often or you just listen to a podcast, I say kid because one of my kids recently came out and said they would prefer to be considered they them uh a nine a non-binary person and the way they they pitched the argument made a lot of sense and i was respectful so when you hear me talk about my kid or my kids it used to be my other daughter so i know some of you are longtime listeners or longtime viewers of the stream they you would a couple months ago would have heard me talk about my daughters now i have to like get in the mental headspace of saying my daughter and my kid because of that, which I'm, a, I, I totally support 100%. Like, because the argument that was made and the the logical commentary that they made, I I can only respect it. Like, I'm like that. I'm fine. I'm cool yeah. with that. If they had come in and said, "Well, I'm, I'm non-binary and I want to be called blah blah blah," I'd have been like, "No, nah. You you just don't come in and make demands." But they came in and said, "Hey, Dad." This is where this is where I am. This is what I feel. This is this is why I feel the way I do. And I would appreciate it if you would refer to me as thus. Okay, I got you. You didn't come in. You didn't fucking throw a hissy fit. You didn't make weird. You know, you didn't make demands, and you weren't you weren't just like ah, I want that thing because I want it. No, that's I can respect that. Because my kids, all my kids know. Like, if you need to say that I'm wrong about something, if you need to. Um, um, if you need to argue a point with me, you are welcome to do so. 
But you better have evidence and you better have reasoning behind it. Otherwise, I'm just going to be like, no, go away. I don't want to hear you. If you just say you're wrong, ah, you're wrong. I'm not going to give you the credence or the time of day. But if you say, hey, dad, you're wrong because I read this article or I, I experienced this. I'd be like, okay, I can respect that. It's, for me, it's, I grew up, like we talk about childhood. I grew up where my mom was always right no matter what I did. Right? No matter if she was wrong. It was always like you mom's right no matter what you feel and that's the end of that. So with my kids, my children, all of them, I've always said I make mistakes and if I make mistake you and you want to point out that I made a mistake, point it out respectfully and have the evidence to show where I'm wrong because me growing up the way I did and having the mentality I did, my brain automatically goes I'm dead. So you have to show me why I fucked up and I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. So long winded explanation, but yeah. So when I say kid, you know, that's, that's referring to Sammy. So, and that's been an adjustment. Let me tell you, cause boy, for a long time, it was she and her. Now it's they and them. And I'm like, good. But to Sammy's credit, they don't throw a hissy fit. All Sammy does is count. Now she'll just be like one, and she's not like, one! She'll just be like, one. And I'll be like, fuck! Sorry. I know it. Which I think is a great compromise. Mm-hmm. So, because that, that's that's a polite reminder for us to remember to check our ourselves. And for parents, if you listen to this and you think I'm being, you know, if you're like, oh, Docs is just a pushover. No, I'm not. Uh, like, the kid gave me a reasoned argument. Like, and if you don't if you don't respect your kid for a reasoned argument, what the fuck are you doing being a parent? Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if you're if you're a parent and you think you're the end all be all, you you shouldn't have kids. Nor you know don't don't holler at me. If you're gonna get on Twitter and be like, well, Docs lets his kids do whatever, blah 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 blah, or you're one of these fucking alpha chads who would be, uh, no, dude, listen to your kid. Let your kid make a reasoned argument, and then if it's sound, admit you're wrong. Admit it. Tim, shut up. You're a fine parent. From what I know, you're a fine parent. Quit shitting on yourself. Anyway, securitist wanted tangent. But <laughs> bottom line is you make some great points about moving the schedule around and, and, and doing, doing some things that will kind of facilitate the work, move, life, kid, balance kind of thing, which kind of plays into what you wanted to talk about uh, on your ramble. You called it in the document existential depression, which – Kind of left me hanging when I saw it. I'm like, okay, where, what does he mean by that? What? And I'm like, I can't wait to get to the podcast to see what's up because you sent me a DM and you're like, oh, you know, things are things. I got, I got some stuff to get off my chest. So like, what are you talking about? Existential depression. And I mean, go into it as much as you want or as little as you want. This, this is why we have this podcast. So feel free. But what do you you mean by that? Well, existential depression is a new thing to me. It's only been in the last kind of week that I've even kind of came across this okay. like type of depression. Because I've never heard of it. Yeah, well, it was one thing that I'd never heard of it. Like The last couple of weeks, going on in my personal life has left me just flat. It's right. just, like, it's been a struggle. Like, no beating around the bush. It has been a complete 
mind-numbing struggle for me to keep myself going. Mm. Like, at the start, I thought it was just a depression, but I didn't have the sort of typical symptoms of depression that you would normally find me through. So I had to do a wee bit more research and stuff like that, and that's where I discovered this existential depression in which a lot of things made sense to me. Basically, things have went on in work where I felt as if I was basically just steamrolled out. It was just one of those things where for a good few weeks when we'd started working on this other expansion of the kind of company, me and my mate worked, were absolute fucking asses off to get it on a steady footing. Like, that was, like, you you seen on, like, Twitter and other places and stuff like that where I kept on talking about how I was doing, like, the 22-day the, the or 22-hour drives. I was up and down the country. I was doing three 4,000-mile drives a week, just constant on-the-go, on-the-go. Mm-hmm. And it was the same for my mate that was right there alongside. Just he had the stresses of trying to make sure that I had what I needed to do right. done in that and basically basically the the, 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 the the big guys came in and he's decided that he wants to take it in another way. Okay. He's one like he's got contracts with other companies where it's just it's it's on a business standpoint it's understandable. It makes sense like right. It's a lucrative contract. He's got work coming in. Uh-huh. But basically the work that he's got coming in is it's another company like Amazon. It's another parcel company where we're now doing collections for or we're now doing other deliveries of higher quantity things. Right. Like pallets and stuff. And it wasn't what the original idea was. And for a good few, like for the last couple of weeks, I've just felt as if Everything over the 12 weeks that me and my mate had done was basically for nothing. The late nights, the the, the work days away, the staying in hotels, the, the constant driving, that was for nothing. And it kind of put me into this spiral where I was feeling as if, what's the point? What's the point in any What's mm. the point in getting out and going to work? What's the point in, like, what is the meaning that I have in this world? Right. Because, like, personally, I felt as if I was just let down. I felt let down in it. Okay. And it's the same way it then started spiraling into uh, last year when I was working for another company. Mm-hmm. It was a similar situation where when I started with them, I was promised, oh, we're going to move you up in the company, we're going to get you into the office, we're going to give you the promotion, we're going to give you the big manager job in that, but we need to train you up, we need to do this, to do that. So it got to yeah. the point where I was at 6 in the morning and getting in at 11 o'clock at night, oh, seven that. days a week, constant. And I wasn't even getting any money, extra money, it was just the same wage that every other worker was getting. Right. But in my head, I have this... I have this logic of work for the job that you want because see, when they're looking for somebody to fill that role, you'll be the first one that they'll see of, well, he does the job. We don't even have to ask. 
But the downside to that is when you start working for people that are willing to take advantage of that. And that's basically what had happened because it all came to a head when I'd been working like that for three months with them. Mm. And then on one of the days I was working, I had, it wasn't a bad accident, but it was an accident to the point where I was in crutches for six weeks. Ooh. I'd completely, like, my knee just completely got destroyed. Right. Like, the ligaments, the cartilage, everything just... ACL, PCL, just gone. Yeah. Bam. It was completely fucked. But before that, it, or when that had happened, the guy in the office had asked me to come in the next day. So I hobbled myself in. Oh, because no, my, you didn't. What I was asked to do was just go in and just oversee the kind of loading point. Right. And then it turned out that another driver ended up getting sent home because he'd done something stupid and Amazon sent him packing. Right. So the the whole thing was, look, can you take out one of the vans with the load and then mean? we'll get another driver to come and get the parcels off you? And I was like, oh, right, cool, but remember, I can't fucking walk. Right, you got a fucked up knee. How the hell are you going to drive? At and the end of the got, day... And that's a manual over there, right? Yeah. Oh, you were driving a manual with a fucked up me. Oh, well, I've done it. But well, clearly you've done worse. it, but I've driven, I've driven manual. It takes two working legs, bro. Oh, yeah. But I, I just find me through it because I thought, look, at the end of the day, it's my job. That's how it is. It's probably not as bad as it was. So, But again, the point was is that I was supposed to just take the van out, maybe do one or two of the deliveries, and that's it. Mm-hmm. No, that was me. <laughs> that was me that asked. I said, "Here's your wee little package." <laughs> that, that was that was Ooh, definitely you me. Said the M word, <laughs> you in trouble. Some of them like that. I, I, I it know. differentiates I'm, them. I'm just being but, an ass right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I ended up taking it out, and I done a couple of the, the drops, and the other driver turned up. But then it, I found out that the driver had been told just to come and take a few parcels off me. I had to go and help somebody else. But they end up 7pm at night. I was still out doing deliveries in which my pal that's way me in this job came out and took half of my load off me right. because I still had a whole bunch of deliveries still to do because I was literally... Normally at Amazon, you can hit about 20 deliveries an hour. Uh-huh. That's normally your kind of sweet spot, 20 to 25. Yeah, I was doing rate. four, four wow, deliveries an hour. Because yeah. you're having one still, leg. Yeah. No, that was it. It was, I was in complete excruciating pain. And I ended up having to take a lot of time off and give them their credit. The, the, the bosses there, like, they helped me out with giving me kind of like, in office work to keep me getting paid and stuff because self-employment, I wasn't making money while I was off the road. Right. So they done a lot of help like that, but basically it all came to a head because the guy or my mate that I, I think me with the new, he'd been asking constantly when we were going to get moved up into management and it actually turned out that the bosses had zero plans to move me up. Fuck those guys right Basically, there. for the, the six months that I was there doing the extra hours, the, the long days, the, the no breaks in between. Like, between, uh, I think it was, like, 
September we started uh-huh. until January 31st was when I, I hurt my leg. Uh-huh. The only days off I had was Christmas and Boxing Day. Fuck that shit. That bro. was it. That was my days off. And it, compl- it completely broke me to the point where I didn't work for three, four months until I started with this mob. Right. And basically, like, I've just felt everything came to a head the last week where I just thought that's the last two, three companies I've worked with where they really didn't give a fuck. Right. Like, I was just, I was a nothing to them. I was expendable. I meant nothing. And then it starts, it starts getting you into that kind of spiral of, well, what's the fucking point? Like, why, why continue? Why, what, what is the meaning that I'm supposed to be here for? Because I can't fucking think yet. And apparently, apparently the only thing that I can come to my knowledge is my meaning in life is to be the bitch of everybody else. I'm the one that will go and do the shitty dregs. I'm the one. Or you have to go and pick up that shite, send Chris. You, you have to go and do this, send Chris. Chris will do it. Just send him because he doesn't say no. And I've just felt like the last week has been... The last week has been a proper struggle because I just struck myself off for everything. Like I've not been on the Discord, I've not been on Twitch, I've not yeah. been I've just been struggling. Yeah. And like no, and that's where I kinda discovered this existential depression where it kinda goes into that where it's like basically what it is is it's the feeling. What, what's what's the point? And obviously during the week, because tomorrow's a bank holiday here, so nothing's open. Um, I'm gonna be looking to kind of get more professional help and kind of just get information right. from it. But it's it's just it's been a drain. It's just been a drain to do the simplest of things, like even to the point where. I'm not even gaming or anything like that. I'm doing yeah, I nothing. I didn't see you on... Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't see you a whole lot. Now, the reason I didn't think... Now, personally, when uh, when you sent me the message about the social media boycott, I was yeah. like, okay, Chris isn't going to be around. But then when I was doing some stuff, I didn't even see you on Discord. And I, I was like, okay, maybe that's... Maybe he's not online gaming or or whatever, whatever. But then when you sent me that DM, what was it like a day ago, two days ago, or whatever? Yeah, you were like, "Oh, I got some shit to get off my chest." I was like, "All right, cool. What what's going on?" And my when I looked at the document, I was like, "What the fuck is existential depression?" And I pulled up a few articles that you posted, and it seems like it's that. This may be downplaying or or, or boiling it wrong, but it seems like it's sort of a nihilistic view of life of death's inevitable. Yeah. Why try? What 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 am I worth? What, you know what is that? And to that end, I would say I've I've dealt with similar feelings of ex- like every once in a while I'll get I'll get into that mindset where I'm like oh fuck work hates my guts or you know when Bernadette gets upset with me I'll be like oh why is she dating me. You know, she could yeah. do so much better. So I can relate. Um, not necessarily this week because I've been 
I've been so busy I haven't had a chance to contemplate <laughs> everything. Yeah. But I mean, first off, let me say, bro, my phone's always on. You know that. Yeah, um, I know. I know. Two, you know I'm not gonna pry. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna sit there and be like, yo, I haven't seen you in like five days. Are you cool? Cause I'm I'm the kind of friend who was like, if I don't notice you're around, I'll wait till I see you and be like, What's up, dog? Where you been? How you been? Because I don't like my friends going, hey, Docs, are you okay? You haven't been around in five days. I I like stepping away. Yeah. And you and I are very similar in some ways. So when I didn't see you for a couple of days, I'm like, maybe he's just reconnecting. Maybe he's recharging. Because I know, one, streaming is hard for you because you say you're not very much of like an on-camera. You're kind of yeah. like, you're more of an introvert, kind of shy kind of guy. Where the podcast, you're you got to be more animated, streaming, you got to be more out there. So, one, I thought you were sort of reconnecting and kind of doing your own thing to recharge after because I knew my week was slammed, and I know that you said last week that your upcoming week was going to be pretty busy. So I was yeah. like, oh, he's just you know he's doing what he can to recharge and keep up. So, um, and two. You you know when I when I read the article, you're not alone. Like I feel it, you feel it. I'm sure Tim and Eric and them guys feel it. So I mean, for those of you that are listening and those of you that are watching, if we feel it, you and you feel it, know that you're not alone, and we're always here. Yeah. Whether it's Twitch or YouTube or Twitter, um, reach out because we'll listen. So like, feel free. But like, I don't. Man, that's a tough call because when it comes to something like this, depression is such a a personal experience. Yeah, that was why, like I said to you on Discord the, the other day when I put it up, that I was the sure if I'd get to the podcast and decide to pull it because right. like, it is such a personal and it's, it's difficult. It's difficult for everybody, but it's difficult for me because I've never been one to kind of share my private life. Right. Like, what's private to me? Like, to the point where, like, I have a Facebook that doesn't get posted on time. I don't use it. I've got an Instagram that I rarely use, but I don't make it public. Mm -hmm. The only aspects of it is is Twitter and Twitch occasionally. Mm -hmm. Even through Discord, like... I'll share little snippets of things, but I never ever go deep in in personal life what's going on. And it, I knew it was going to kind of like personally, even now it's still it's, it's a difficult thing to be kind of articulate exactly how I'm feeling because I still don't a hundred percent understand exactly what the fuck's going on. Yeah, but, I don't. I don't understand the the. I I read the description. I read the first couple paragraphs of the. Of the doc of like the stuff and like even I don't fully understand the extent of existential depression. Like, so yeah. if I don't understand the clinical breakdown of what an existential depression is, for me to try and be like, well, it's it's real simple. All you got to do is you know take a shower, go to work, tell your <laughs> tell your mate to be like, hey, jackass, this isn't the plan. Let's bring it back. Like, I I couldn't presume to do that. So. For yeah, you to, for and you to I even think, push through is, is a credit to you as a person, for one. Yeah, I think it was just what kind of I wouldn't say forced me 
because that's that's the wrong way to get. I think what kind of pushed me to keep it in the docket and stuff was because for the last like eleven episodes, we have had a kind of steady stream of the whole. It's okay to not be okay if you've mm-hmm. got problems, share them, talk to them. And I thought it would be so hypocritical to spread that sort of talk but not use it myself and that and I think that's why I kind of decided to take the kind of step of using this form of platform to kind of go right now I'm fucked up right now I'm struggling bad Uh, not to the point of like because I've I've had like uh, I I told my mum and that kind of stuff that I was just struggling in that Mm. and I've, I've kind of had the whole like it's not like suicidal level of what's the point in being here existential depression is it's more like you said it's the what's the point what's the point in trying everything's fucked like and i think it didn't help with the fact that like like you'd said like i'm doing the 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 social media boycott uh, for online abuse and racism and that to try and force the platforms into changing things. Um, I don't think I tweeted either this week once you mentioned it. Uh, did I? Because uh, I, I, know, I know we said we weren't going to tweet about the podcast because we wanted to uh, black out, but I don't think after you messaged me about the boycott, I don't think I tweeted anything i i tweeted one going live tweet but i don't think i did my normal like bullshitting yeah. tweets like i normally would because i was like oh that's... i didn't announce that i was boycotting it but once you said you weren't doing it i think i just subconsciously was like oh, i don't feel i need to tweet which it was a great boycott from what I, you sent me a little snippet of what it was and i should have yeah i should have signal boosted it other than just retweeting it but i think no it's just it's it's one of those ones like I wasn't sure if it was a kind of worldwide thing. It was a, it was a definitely a UK thing. Like right. a lot of sports, like as in like the English Premier League, the SFA, like FIFA, UEFA had all agreed to be a part of this. Uh, basically, it was just it was a, a boycott up until tomorrow at eleven fifty nine GMT. Um, that you we weren't posting anything on and th- and as I said in my debut. I've not got a following. I've, I'm, I'm still. I'm quite a small, insignificant part of this. But at the end of the day, if everybody used the little voice that they've got, we can make a difference. And people were kind of arguing that it was pointless. It's not going to stop the racism. It's not going to stop the sexes. Like they're still going to be racist and sexist. As I, but that's not what we're attacking now. What we're trying to stop is we're trying to force these social media platforms to make the changes necessary, like perhaps implement a verification process where you have to verify your account with a credit card before you can post or comment, because then the police can track exactly who you are. You can't hide behind a screen. You can't hide behind a keyboard. That's that's the arguments that we're trying to make there. What's their bullshit arguments, by the way? Oh yeah, like there is bullshit arguments, but at the same time, it's it's not just about racism and sexism. It's about how unsafe social media is for anybody. Like, look at gamers and Twitch streamers. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like anybody can post and say anything they want. If we can make a change to these platforms that force them to make the changes, like as I said, making the, the, the verification process, making it that you can't hide behind an anonymous account, you need to be held accountable. Perhaps it'll be a safer place for Twitch streamers to be able to be in a community because you won't have the trolls in the background. Yeah, it's, Zim made a comment in chat. Uh, he talked about, he said, man, the existential depression slash nihilism really does hit hard sometimes. I have a problem of just not caring about anything. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. It's And then he talks about not necessarily because of nihilism, but I just can't spare any energy to care about anything at all. It doesn't go as far as feeling suicidal or anything, but some days are just so hard to get out of bed because you don't care. Yeah, dude, that's that's a tough one because for me, I don't, and I'm not trying to sound like an ass, but I don't have the option of not getting out of bed. You know what I mean? I've got work. I've got kids. I got the dog. So like, even though I get up and get out of bed, like all this week at work, I've just been out of it. Like, ugh, why am I here? Why can't I? Why can't you know? And I'm just been tired. So I think. I think when you talk about the existential depression, it's it speaks to something of the effect of like not ne- not necessarily self esteem, but more like uh, a self worth kind of thing. Oh like, yeah, that's definitely what it is. Is it's it's feeling as if there's no worth or meaning to your life. Yeah. Like, just what's the point? And when you also consider the fact that, like. The, the the bits that have kind of dragged me down is sitting there and going, what is the point in trying? Because there's so many assholes in the world that their sole, their sole purpose and meaning in life is to make sure that everybody that has any ounce of hope get dragged so far down into the depths of shit with yeah. them that you start considering what's the point in even trying to have hope what's the point in even trying and that's that is pretty much where i've been feeling the last week where it's just like like why just just why yeah that's man that's such a tough call because like we said when we started the the topic is depression is such a personal thing because not one not one thing can work to pull you out of it. Not yeah. there's there's not one catch all thing that can pull you out of it or, or can and can can alleviate that that state. And then you compound that with people being like, Oh, you're depressed, just you know, do something that you like. So that, stop being sad. Yeah, like, stop being oh, sad. Go thanks do so much like. for your fucking help. I feel so much better now. But the one, the one, the one argument I hear all the time is, "Well, just go do something you like to do." That's not helping because what I like to do isn't what I like to do right now. I'm dealing with something, yeah. and the things I like to do normally don't make me happy. So that's why I think, like you said earlier, it's important to reach out to like a an expert who can offer like strategies. And maybe the strategy is just like 
shift like you were telling me a couple weeks ago look at thing look for the comedy in at something or or the humor in it right yeah maybe that's what the advice is from the professional or whatnot because i think if if you can hook on to that one thing that one thing will build on to another and then build on to another and build on to another and then eventually you'll be out of that state or you'll find an avenue out of the state but then again when you talk about existential depression and, and talks about like the big, the big stuff, life and the meaning of life and your worth, those are, those are bigger than, Oh, my girlfriend dumped me. Right. And I'm not downplaying a breakup, but like when you start contemplating mortality and your worth in the world, that's a, that's a stage of thought above, Oh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't got milk today. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so to sit here and and sit there and go, well, you know, just do X, Y, and Z, and I'm and I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, like, as a friend of yours, the best thing for me to do is sit here and do what I'm doing now. What do you think it's from? How how are you coping with it? What, yeah, like you know, so that I'm not giving you advice, but I'm giving you the time to talk through it and question, like maybe give you questions to prompt where maybe it came from so yeah. that you can maybe review it and be like okay i went here and that did that so maybe you could connect the dots and maybe that opens up an avenue but i think the big mistake when talking about depression and this is my opinion is having the people say okay well i'm going to tell you what to do right having somebody go well i know how to fix that you just do x y and c yeah. That that That's don't help. That don't help because your X, Y, and Z may be my ABC. Yeah. And the two are not compatible. If I want an orange and you hand me an apple, I'm not gonna eat the apple because I want the fucking orange. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It, it's a that's a tough call. But I will say this, knowing you the way I do, I think you'll be able to figure it out and you'll you'll have a, a meeting with your the, the guy that we were talking about earlier and being like yo dog this is this is what it is on my end how are we going to remedy that you know what yeah. i mean because you're 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 way smarter in the business acumen than i am i'm just i'm just a talking head and an idiot who does creative stupid shit you actually legit got the business mind of us like when we got this thing started i was like all right cool i know how to talk and you're like, oh, I know how to do websites and RSS feeds. And I'm like, uh, I don't know any of that. So I have faith that you'll figure this out. But I also know that for me to be like, well, Chris, you know, you you got to do this because you're that guy. That'd be wrong yeah. of me to do that. So like with me, I'm just going to sit here and go, okay, buddy, what is it? Let's talk about it. What do you think you got to figure out or, or where you think it's coming from? Like we have been. So yeah, I mean, what I mean, what do you think? What what's your take hearing that from me? No, I mean, like it's 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 always appreciated, and it's the same way. Like Zim, like Zim messaged me I think on Saturday just to check in because I'd been off for a few days, and normally I'm our quite a thing, and and that was appreciated because, like, like you said, like normally I'm a a hideaway. See when things get on top of me 
all I need is a couple of days away yep, by myself. Too. I'll sort things out and go. But at the same time, there is also that little... See that knowing that somebody's noticed, it does give you that little... Like, as much as I don't want an influx of messages saying, oh, is everything okay? You're fine, you're fine, you're fine. But see when you've just got those those little instances where somebody's noticed or he has they been around or th- mm-hmm. this has they really find me like and it's it's it makes it that we better because normally it's somebody's noticed that a job has they been done that i'm right. supposed to do and that's how they figure it out whereas when you're getting messages off of people that say oh normally you're run about here i've no heard for you in a while is mm-hmm. everything okay kind of thing like it, it gives you that little like it's not a, a, a fix all but it does give you that little well i must be doing something right yeah 100 <laughs> if, if, if somebody's noticing that i'm just no there but it's it, like you said it's difficult because like again i don't understand it myself like mm. like i'm still just trying to figure out exactly like what I'm what I'm supposed to do in the situation, like, and it's trying to work out how I'm supposed to talk about the situation is is another big thing. Like, it's it's easy to sit and talk about the kind of symptom. <sighs> but yeah, I think I think uh, what as we wait for Chris to reconnect or whatever, I think. I think what he was getting at was he doesn't he doesn't even understand what it is that's got him the way it is and having to uh having to try and process it and talk about it is is one of those things where you can't really process it when you don't even understand it yourself. I do apologize to you viewers. The uh, sometimes internet, the internet age is not perfect. And you messing? All right, we're waiting. I can. I heard that. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I heard you. I can, I, yeah, I can hear you now. Uh, ooh. Right. Okay. Burritos coming it's up. Just... Oh God. I think at the same time, it's, it's just trying to find that motivation, even fucking pill myself a lie. Like, as as I've tried to say four times now, um, <laughs> I went on, to, I was going to go jump on stream at three o'clock the day, and then I was like, oh, I, I can't jump on now, I'll have to get this sorted. And before I knew it, that it was me messaging you what time are we doing this podcast, because I was like, ah, no. I just, I just don't, I just don't want to. I loaded up Football Manager, and I was like, couldn't be bothered. No, yeah, I just, yeah. it's there. And then I spent a good two hours sitting, looking, and going, well, what, what game should I play? Mm-hmm. And piece of shit, <laughs> it sums up the conversation. Much. I mean, I didn't, I didn't want, to, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, it kind of, it kind of sums up the existentialism right now. Well, um, there's another thing. Google Chrome now has 49 active pages for some reason Jesus through my Christ. task manager. But now it's you're fine. Saying, like, apparently Google Chrome's using 
49 things. So what we're going to do is Google Chrome can take a flying fuck to itself. <laughs> Let's see. You're perfect uh, now. You're coming across crystal clear. <laughs> but yeah, no. it's, it definitely speaks to the whole... <laughs> the universe is like... I'm going to give you a visual indicator of what you guys are actually talking about now. Here you go. <laughs> Fucking universe, I tell you. But, if Chris is okay, we will transition to the happy ending. You still with us, Chris? Blink twice. Nope! I can't hear Marcio. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> right. We're going to re-log everything. All right. Okay. Yeah, re- reload and then we'll go to the happy ending. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so this is going to, Docs has to vamp for like two, three minutes. So we're going to take that window out until Chris comes back. So we're not staring at multiples of me. All right. Let me put it to you like this, people. In a world where life is hard 90% of the time. You're not always going to have the motivation. You're not always going to get the credit you feel you do. You're not going to always have the motivation to to do the things you got to do. And that's okay. That's, That's perfectly okay. It's okay to not be okay, as Chris said. The trick is, is can you do what you need to do while not being okay? And if you can, great. Do what you got to do. Handle your business. Be the boss that you are. But if you can't do the things you need to do when you're not okay, it's okay. Those things will be there tomorrow. If you have the luxury of having a job where you have six days or vacation, use them. Don't hoard them and don't let your company be like, oh, I don't need you to take a sick day. Like right now, work is texting me. Oh, can you come in at 3 a.m.? No, I can't. I'm sorry. It's not happening. So they now have to find it because one of my guards is dealing with a family issue and they can't come in. I'm working and I've been up since God knows all morning. I'm not running in to save. I'm not Captain Save at home my job. It's okay to not be okay it's okay to not adult when you're not ready to be an adult the the trick though is is not don't let don't let your down days outnumber your up days because sooner or later you're going to be further into that 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 spiral that chris said so you got to reach for rocks to kind of stop the spiral, whether the rocks are family, talking to somebody, friends, meds, working out in the gym, uh, spending time with your pet. Yo, if I could show you my camera right now, you guys would die laughing about my dog because she's literally on her back, spread eagle, head cocked up under her arm, tongue lolling out of her head. So... I can't help but not laugh. And I think that's, I think that, ooh, my chair just went down. Ah! My chair is falling down. Um, 
I think it's important to recognize. Hi, doggo. What's up? You want to come say hi? You want to come say hi to everybody? Do you want to come up? Or do you want to lay on your bed? Right. I think I might be back. Ooh, I hear you. I hear you. Let me see if you're back. You're back. You're looking, uh, you're looking good. Yeah, sounds good. Looks good. We want Nick. seems to be come running. Come here, baby. Ah, she's laying on her bed. She doesn't want to pop up. But what I was saying in interim while you were rebooting was, um, like you said, and we've said in this through line, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Right. It's okay to not be okay as long as you can still handle your business. Go ahead. Even if you're not okay, handle your business. But it's also okay if you can't handle your business, take that day. Call in that sick yeah. day to work. Call in that vacation day. Right? Because in the in the end, if you're not right, your world's not right. If I'm not right, my kids aren't right. Right? So. Right. You'll get there, buddy. I have faith in you. You'll figure it out. You're a smart cat. But before the universe decides to drop another existential example on us, let's jump to the happy ending. And I like yours. And this is Twitch. So let's go to that one. You have a YouTube video of a Chinese grandpa who's cleared over, was it 300 video games, it says? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I, I can't even... really look it up right now because I'm <laughs> not going to click on fucking anything. But I can spitball what I remember from the actual video. Basically, I think, I want to see he's like 86. Okay. Or he started playing in 86. Okay. He was either 86 years old or he started playing video games in 1986. It's one of the two. But <coughs> watch the video. The video tells you everything. Basically, yes, we posted the video. He's a granda that... for yourself. He's a granda that I kind of aspire to in the gaming world. Like, I'm constantly talking about how I've completed, like, six games in my life. So let's let's hope that I can... I can do more, but this guy's got 300. Like, he's a fucking boss. But yeah. basically, it's it's a granda that's cleared 300 games. Uh, the horror genre is his favourite, the likes of Resident Evil and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm watching um, the video on mute now. Yeah, but it's like, his daily activity involves um, making his smoothie in the morning, going and practising ping pong, which he looks fucking fire at, and... <laughs> Then playing three hours in the afternoon of uh, video games. And it, it started that he was playing puzzle games with uh, his grandson. Mm. And then it went into strategy games with his grandson. And then now it's just, it does it himself. But he does, the other thing that's quite funny is that he doesn't use like online strategies or books. No, he, he literally writes. We lost you, Chris. <laughs> oh my God, this is this is this is. Oh, Chris, I feel so bad for you, buddy. My computer's running at twenty-three percent CPU. I'm I've got nothing running. Okay, 
I've got, there's nothing that can possibly say anything. Discord's just been an absolute cunt bag. <laughs> it really is. So let me let me fill in what some of the people may have missed. Um, he is 86. He did start playing games with his grandson. Like you said, puzzle games, strategy games. He mm. does not use online strategies. He writes his own. The cool thing about Yang, the guy we're talking about, used to be an engineer. So he's always been interested in technology, the video says. And he was looking for a way to relate to his grandson. So that's why he started playing games. His mm. grandson showed an interest, and then he did. So now, that motherfucker just crushes games. Like, that's his, that's his hobby. Like, yeah, he literally, like, he's been doing it for more than 20 years. He makes his smoothie. He, he does his ping pong, which I agree. He's fucking fire at. And then he plays, like, three hours of video games. The horror genre is his jam. Like, and he's got tons and tons of games. And two things on this on this video that I want to say. I did lectures for a long time as a personal trainer. And one of the, the things I did was um, I did disabilities martial arts programs. And I worked with elderly teaching martial arts. And one of the things that I told them to do, or I advised them, I didn't necessarily tell them, but one of the things I advised them to do, especially older people, was play. Play games. Play games that challenge your brain. Because there's, there's, there's medical evidence that proves the more you continue to challenge your brain or... or, or um, push your brain to work the healthier you your brain remains in longer age from yoga to tai chi to video games to to puzzle games but the caveat to that is don't play games that don't involve you thinking or using your brain so this guy doing ping pong is great because not only is it physically exerting it's challenging his brain to recognize the angle of the ping pong strike to calculate reaction time, to calculate what stroke is best to return the ball. or, or Yeah, it's called the ball in ping pong, right? Um, yeah. To return the serve. Then he then goes on to play games, strategy games, horror games. Because in a horror game, what's the major other component to a horror game? Survival. The, the Being sur- scaled. That too. Screaming. At 86, do you really want to be terrified of a jump scare? No, your ticker better be in good shape because <laughs> some of those jump scares even get me and I'm like early 40s and I'm the picture of hell. So I'm saying, like, I am I am like the next Dwayne Johnson over here. <laughs> For those of you that are listening, I'm not the next Dwayne Johnson. I am I am fit, but I'm not Dwayne Johnson. But <laughs> um, I like that he plays horror games because Part of a major component of horror games is solving the riddle, solving the puzzle, solving the mystery, pushing your brain to figure shit out in a way that you have to solve for the solution. So your brain is constantly running, right? Yeah. Your internet looks like it has stable. So please, if you have something to add on before, <laughs> please add on. No, that pretty much sums everything up. I just think it's such an amazing the fact that it. Like at that age, like especially when you think like everybody talks about how the older generation can't get technology and and whatnot, but it's like, well, 
what's this guy's like what's your excuse it's like when you watch like when people like us or oh, once you get over a certain age exercise you can play games at any age you can learn to play games at any age like and you should learn to play games at any age because it's it, like you said it stimulates the mind and it'll keep you feeling and ticking on as you go yeah no shit oh, okay I'm at the part of the video where this guy talks about what he does. Uh, this this video is gonna make me angry in the best ways. This dude started showing us on. He started sharing his videos in 2018. He's already got 200k followers on Chinese social media, and he writes reviews. All right, gang, I see you. I'm over here doing my thing, and you're like, look at this American, his little fucking. You know, Yang, you know, Yang, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, Bailing Yang. I'm coming for you. 200K, 86 years old, and I'm over here like, ah, what am I going to stream tonight? No a podcast with me, apparently. Shut up, you. Wait <laughs> <laughs> okay, a minute, Discord will shut me up. <laughs> At least you can find the humor in it, bro. <laughs> But no, you're right. Age, age shouldn't be a factor. Like that dude is just crushing it. And to touch back earlier on a part of the existential depression thing we were talking about, a couple of years ago, I was struggling with uh, some on what to do. And Bernadette showed me this uh, social media of like an 86 year old shit fucking Chinese runway model dude who's like fucking swollen shit and one of the highest paid models in China. And I'm like. Alright. I guess 40 ain't that bad. I... See, that is the thing that I have noticed, right? And, I, I mean, I, I talk about my, my Tinder adventures, but I literally had a kind of month, two months long fling with someone from Hong Kong. Nice! Right? She was 41. Which is a decent... Now, this was last year, so I was like 29... Like I was, I was, I was reaching for the the, the forbidden fruit. You were and, you were cougar hunting. <laughs> like, if I go a picture, I'll send you a picture. I don't give a fuck. I swear to God, if it's that sheep and drag again, I'll lose respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke, but you can't. Remember. It was. It was a great joke. No, uh, this one, like, it's like. No meaning to sound like disgusting in that, but it was a good accomplishment. Like, Hell yeah, imagine. that was achievement unlocked. Where is she? Where is she? I'll go into my folder. Of... <laughs> I'm going in my folder. Of... <laughs> going in my folder of conquests. <laughs> Who's the sexist prick now, Chris? <laughs> Hold on, there's no in that one. It's in a different one. Oh, he's got fold, ladies. Do you hear this? Do you hear this? He's got folders. I've got multiple folders. It depends on what kind of picture that is that I'm looking for. I don't need to see your up the kilts, bro. That that's a that's a personal thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that kind of wait, do you know what? It might actually be in is it maybe in my documents? No, it'll be in my drive, my maybe my OneDrive. <laughs> it's in my one know. it's in my OneDrive. <laughs> Anyway, as Chris searches for a photo of his victim, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I give all credit to Yang. The dude, the dude recognized 
you know, what makes him happy, how to connect to his grandson, and he's turned it into, like, a, a from what it looks like, a pretty damn profitable pastime. Well, definitely. 200k on Weibo or whatever it is. I don't know what Chinese social media is. I think it's Weibo. I think it's Weibo. Like, that rings a bell for me, to be honest. That's an accomplishment. And the dude's doing it with a controller, too. Like, and he's, like, in the VR and shit. But, and then there, there's a, there's a, there's a part where they, he, they talk with his grandson or his wife. I have the audio off, but it's subtitled. And either the wife or the grandson says that I want to have a young mind like him when I'm old. Found it! <laughs> Found it. Awesomeness.com. Oh, oh, did I send you the one that she's got her niece in? No, I'm not sending you the one with her niece in. That seems a bit... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little... Did I send you the one that she's got a top on? Mm. Okay. I'm kidding. Like but, some... right, this woman is 41. Oh, she's 42 now, but she was 41 at this fucking photo. Right? All right. It's, those, it's those, fuck... of you, those of you that are listening, I, I can't help you. Damn! Forty one. What? Forty fucking one. What? Right? It's what? fucked. Okay. Like, I don't know what they're putting in the water, but what the fuck? What? Okay. Those of you that are watching on stream, Dax reacts. Damn! Mad respect, bro. Oh, don't. There you go, Tim. I'll send you. God damn, she's gorgeous. There you go. Enjoy. Forty one. My ass. She looks like she's twenty one. Right. Like, I just, I can't work out what the fuck, like, they, they put something in the water, they something. must. Something. Because that is, like... Well, there's your happy ending right there, Chris! <laughs> you now understand why quite a lot of my happy endings have been Chinese stories. <laughs> <laughs> You're just an asshole. <laughs> Moving on from Conquest to my happy ending, which is not nearly as sensational as yours. Um, oh. bro... We talk about animals a lot, and Doc's apparently is an animal lover. Did you know? Tim's just asked for a number, so I'm going to go and get a number for him. All right, go get a number. Tim, you got to fly to Hong Kong, bro. (laughs) You got to fly to Hong Kong, Tim. So, my article tends to be in the vein of my usual uh, nature article. Animals are my jam. And... So, Chris, when uh, I say the animal sperm whales, what comes to mind? When you say what, sorry? When I mention the animal sperm whale. Um, I think of Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Okay. Yep. Same thing. Now, quick question. What do you think about, do you know anything about uh, sperm whale, like, families? Um, not in particular. It's not really a, a animal that I've done a lot of research on or heard a lot of stories. There you go, Tim, by the way. I've sent you their number. <laughs> Looking people up on the drunk tank. So you're basically saying is the sperm whale is kind of a mysterious animal for the most part, right? Yeah. I would agree. Because... The references for sperm whales that I know is one Moby Dick, and two, I know that giant squid get eaten by sperm whales. That's about it. Right. So 
I also know that, like most whales, sperm whales are in pods, and they're matriarchal, which means the females rule the roost. Mm-hmm. Now, I stumbled across this article that talks about the lives of male sperm whales. For for the life of me, I just thought males hung out like orcas do in the pods with their with their peeps. No, 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 no. Sperm whales, much like lions, males get kicked the fuck out when they reach sexual maturity. The females are like, yo, Johnny boy, dip, you out, do your thing. And then I, when I read that, I was like, oh, so male sperm whales just like solo dolo the rest of their lives, right? They just kind of like hang out, cruise the oceans, be amazingly large and terrifying, but gentle as fucking eat giant squid. They don't do nothing. Wrong! There's new evidence to suggest that male sperm whales have dudes. They got boys. And they get together. A lot. They like hang out. A lot. So it says a Japanese biologist studying the social structure of sperm whales has discovered that the phrase Saturdays for the boys translates into echolocation. Meaning... Male sperm whales, who originally were thought to be solitary creatures only hooking up during breeding, actually maintained familial relationships with other male sperm whales and often get together not only over days and weeks, but multiple years. And they recognize each other and get together semi-regularly. So, it says, in Japan, they did a study for periods between two and five years, one pair spent 26 days hanging out together. Like, these, this pair of male sperm whales hung out for like 26 days over five years just chilling. Killing nice. giant squid, talking shit. Probably like you <laughs> and me swapping con- conquests, being like, yo, I hook up with this spermie off the coast of Hong Kong. She was like, 86, bro. Can you believe it? Because, <laughs> you know, sperm whales live for fucking ever. They're fucking oh, Same with Chinese people, apparently. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the the article goes on to talk about how they talk about um, the behaviors down to habitat. So, like, they tend to get together where food is uh, unreliably available. They work together. Predators are numerous. They tend to group up and, and do what they can and hang out. And the fact that, like group of like massive predators get together and just feed that dude could you imagine like being like a a, a shrimp and seeing like a couple of <laughs> like a couple bro sperm whales coming in like being like oh shit the boys are back yeah. oh my god <laughs> that would be that would be so intriguing to see because for a long time sperm whales they they dive the deepest you don't see them they're not from what I understand of a sperm whale, they, they're not very, like, photo, not photogenic, but, like, you don't see sperm whales doing, like, orca shit and humpback where they breach and slap their tail. Sperm whales tend to be like, I'm going to cruise, like, thousands of feet below the surface and do my own thing in the dark. Yeah, but, then, but when for, like, so part, much part of your history, you had some guy chasing you in a fucking boat, you're going to learn to stay to the fucking bottom. Like, I, I completely understand and and support the 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 reasoning that yes, yeah. Uh, it said it said this report um 
said that 20 pair of sperm whales observed from 2006 to 2017 were reportedly seen associating with each other for periods of two to five years. That's crazy to me. Like, but it's not crazy in an unbelievable way. It's crazy that like, it just goes to highlight what we talked about a couple weeks ago. And we, we seem to find stories that, yeah, (laughs) 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 well, we didn't talk about bros before hoes, but definitely these guys are like bros before hoes. But that, that's astonishing to me because we talk about so often you and I talk about, um, intelligent life and relationships and mechanics and understanding our world. And mm-hmm. it seems more and more now, and maybe it's because we're just looking for great stories like this, but it seems to me like more and more now we're finding examples of our animal kingdom being highly intelligent with highly developed relationships, communication systems. And the fact that, the fact that we still refuse to acknowledge as like a general populace, we, we refuse to acknowledge animals as beings of respect and agency as yeah. on a global scale boggles my mind because a report like this just says, yo, sperm whale bros hang out all the time. When I just thought they hung out in the deep running away from Captain Ahab eating King Squid. Like you said. Yeah. What the... F- and then we talked about last week, spiders communicate their vibrations and webs. Like, when will we, as a global populace, recognize that animals are not just mindless animals? So that we can start reaching a balance between man and nature again. Yeah. Because how much more evidence do we need? Do we need a sperm whale to walk up on Ahab's deck and go, look, motherfucker, I'm trying to get my disco on with my boy from Finland. Leave me alone. Because <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen yeah. like that. Or if it did, I want to see that video. That's a viral video waiting to happen. <laughs> but I don't know, man. What's what's your thoughts on bros before hoes sperm whales? <laughs> no, I think it's pretty... It's it's one of the things where you're like, it's information we didn't require, but I'm happy to know it. Yeah. It's like, on that level, like, I understand we really didn't need, like, personally, there's no scientific reasoning as to why we acquired that amount of information on sperm whales but at the same time i'm down for it like that that's pretty fucking cool that it's like sperm whales are matriarchal and it's that right bitch fuck off we don't we don't we don't want you and your penises in our class but like the the guys are like, well, we're gonna go and make our own clubhouse, and no women are allowed, and it's gonna have blackjack and hookers. Nah, like, and we're gonna get high on squid ink. Yeah, like, nah, fuck you. Yeah, like that's that's pretty much how I've got it. <laughs> it's it's a, uh, it's just one of those things that like we've we've highlighted over the past couple of weeks that like. The agency in the animal kingdom is way beyond 
most people's general understanding because most people just think, oh, it's an animal. They don't stop to consider that that animal has relationships and communication systems and, and family ties and friendships because they don't walk and talk like we do. They don't speak the languages that we speak, but that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a barrier to recognizing that animals have a, have a spot, have a, have a place on the earth because one, they were here before us Two, they'll be here after us. Mm -hmm. And I think the sooner we start recognizing that animals do have a certain level of agency, they do have a certain level of complexity to their societies, I think we'll be better off. And I think information like this, though, like you said, there's no reason for me to know that sperm whale males hang out with their boys. But I'm I'm down for it. I'm down to know that, like, if I'm kayaking in the ocean in my new spot and a sperm whale for whatever reason rolls up next to my kayak checking if I'm Captain Ahab I can look down and I'll go you hanging out with your boys this week? and he'll be like yeah dog I'm good (laughs) I'll feel better about it yeah no that's fair that's fair (laughs) who cares if they have feelings fuck you Tim animals (laughs) have feelings (laughs) <laughs> they have exploitable resources. Yes. And that's the problem with the world today. <laughs> <laughs> but to put a pin in it, I am an animal lover. And I think the, the sooner we recognize animals as creatures of agency that we need to work better at supporting, I think the world would be a better place. For sure. So Definitely for sure. Let us sign off. So, Chris, due to all the technical difficulties, where can people find you, my guy? Well, as of midnight on Tuesday morning, you can catch me on Twitter, perhaps. But, um, again, as I said, it, 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 it depends on when we're going to take this boycott. But Twitter's the, the best place to get me. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, at the moment, I'm kind of struggling to deal with myself, so dealing with other things is at a stop right now. But right. like, I'm I still appreciate people getting in touch in regards to the podcast, or happy endings, or sharing stories, or sharing opinions. Mm-hmm. So, as much as at the moment I'm not replying to anything, I am still getting them. I'm still seeing them. And I will get through to people that have contacted me over the last couple of days. Uh, that's the best place in the Discord. Um, you can you can get us there if you're in the Discord. Uh, but yeah, pretty much just get in touch with us. Anything that you want to discuss, anything that you've heard in any of the dozen episodes that we've now hit. I know, we're at um, a dozen now, bro. What's up with that? I know it's crazy to think that that's that's twelve weeks worth. Twelve weeks, dude. Six months that's ago, three months. <laughs> six months ago, we didn't know each other, or like nine months now. Like we didn't even yeah. know each other, and now we're twelve episodes deep in a podcast that's blowing up for us. I know, it's like, crazy. That's nuts, bro. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, but... um, before we go, you and I have to touch base about next Sunday. Yes. We got to figure out how we want to do that. 
Yes, very much so. And I doubt Discord's going to be fucking involved. <laughs> like, if it gets to it, I'll just WhatsApp call you. <laughs> right. Just bypass this. That means I'm going to have to download WhatsApp. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah. Unlimited um, calls, I'll just phone you. <laughs> yeah, right. Me too. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's the best place to get at Chris. Like, like he said, he's he's kind of working through his shit, and we appreciate him. To get at me, you know where I am. I'm at Docs Ryan on Twitter, on uh, Discord. Oh, you gotta have the super secret link to get into Discord. Um, but on Twitter, on Twitch, and my very sorely neglected YouTube channel, you can reach out to me there. Um, anything you want to talk about, uh, as long as it's not like, hey, Docs. What do you think about this? Like, don't don't be an ass. Like, if you want to talk about something, I'll talk. But just don't be like, uh, don't waste my time. <laughs> I'm a busy man. <laughs> so if you got a question or you want to make a comment, make sure it's constructive criticism. We'd love to hear it. Oh, speaking of which, uh, Monday, I had a string of fucking trolls on stream. That was insane. And one of them actually dropped my real name. That kind of weirded me out. Because, like... <laughs> They made a they made a they they made a Twitch username that had my real name in it, and that fucking that was that was that kind of ooh, I was like mm, that was because I go really far to like keep my name private like my Facebook's private my my YouTube doesn't have my name on it like a lot of my contact information is on the DL and then when someone some troll asks dropped a, a username with my real name in it. I was like, oh, okay. So I don't I mean, know. I don't know if that's... Congratulations <laughs> are in order because, like, you've officially hit the heights that trolls are coming into. Like, you're officially a Twitch streamer. Congratulations. I know, well, I, I know, but, like, I know my name isn't uncommon, but my, my last name is pretty uncommon, and I go pretty great lengths to keep that shit on the DL, so... I, I don't know if that was a, I have graduated to, like, I'm worthy of stepping up my level. Like, my trolls have leveled up. Because when I started streaming, I got the typical trolls where they try and slur shit and make bad YouTube names and bad Twitch comments. But now it's like, now they put my, uh, they put my, 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 my real name in it. And I'm like, oh, my trolls have leveled up. I'm good. Let's all, let's go. <laughs> But yeah, uh, <laughs> my digression aside, uh, get at me on Twitter, Docs Ryan. Uh, get at me on Twitch. You can whisper me. My YouTube channel, which is sorely neglected, I do need to record a vlog about the move. I I gotta do uh, a, a series with Dread on there. I got Chris and I got to do some YouTube stuff coming up. We do in the next couple weeks before I want to get Titan Naughty on the program before I leave. Uh, we're wrapping up the podcast, Lou, and uh, then I'm going to do some stuff. Um, I do want to try and reach out to Titan Naughty and get him on the podcast before we I leave, before we got to yeah. take that two-week hiatus. So I'm going to message him this week, and uh, maybe we'll do the end of May for his guest appearance. I'm thinking. Yeah, I was I was going to say, hopefully, if we can get at the end of May, because as we go into June... It's the European Championships over yep. in here, so I'll literally be drunk 
for the entire month of June as I follow Scotland through the, the tournament. So, like, I'm not going to be in a, a position A. Like, it's one of the ones that, as much as I, I appreciate this, the podcast and I love doing it, if a game is on during the Sunday, the game takes, like, the last time Scotland qualified for a major tournament was 1998. I am fucking watching every Scotland game that comes through this fucking tournament. You know I'm going to have to watch it now because I have a reason to watch it because you're my boy and I got to support my boy in his squad. So I'm probably going to be, I'm probably going to have it on my other monitor too. I'm going to be like, God damn it, let's go, you skilled weird bastards. You win this game, it's haggis for everybody. <laughs> All right, my guy, great show. Tell everybody we'll see you later. Chris, say goodbye. Goodbye. We love you. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week Sunday. Bye-bye. Say bye again, Chris. Bye. He's a lovely voice. He's the show. He really is. Later.